RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Friday Night Livestream. So sorry about the typo earlier tonight, guys. I confused a ton of people, but it's definitely Friday. It's definitely 10 p.m., and tonight I am definitely, definitely joined by investigative journalist, producer, author, all-around excellent person, my good friend Liz Crokin. Really looking forward to tonight. Not uh, hyperbole to say that uh, it's actually like a, a personal stretch goal of mine. Absolutely incredible for me to be interviewing Liz, to have her here on the show. She's been a huge influence of me and for many, many people out there in alternative media, independent journalism. So this is going to be a great show. Do me a favor. Don't forget to like and share the broadcast. Help me by getting it out there on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Truth Social. Maybe Facebook, maybe Twitter, maybe you're back on Twitter. Gab, Getter, Telegram, either way, you know, all the places, at RedPill78. All right, guys, do me a favor, sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, because we're going to be right back with Liz Crokin after this. You can hear me okay, right? I can hear you just fine now. Yeah, no problem. You were muted for a moment there, but now we're live. Now we're on the air. Thank you so much, Liz Crokin, for joining me. And please, everyone in the audience, join me in welcoming Liz Crokin to the show. Liz, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you doing? I am so excellent. And, you know, I wasn't just blowing smoke in the introduction there. It really is Aww. an honor to have you here on the show. And uh, and you have been an inspiration to me and tons of other people out there in alternative media, alternative journalism. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's awesome that you've been able to stick with it and that you've been able to be so successful at your craft, successful enough that you're dangerous to the deep state. And that's something yeah. that I think a lot of people don't really always get. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's it's hard to believe that I'm still around doing this work. And after what they've tried to do to shut me down and silence me, it hasn't been a fun journey. It's been extremely difficult. Um, but things are coming full circle these days. You know, I started covering and exposing Pizzagate back in 2016. And we're still yet to have the mainstream media acknowledge that it's real. Uh, instead, they spent a lot of time, effort, and money covering it up. Um, but with that said, things are coming full circle. And we have more mainstream people now realizing that it's real. We have more mainstream people talking about it and exposing that it's real. So I do think it's just a matter of time before it does go mainstream and the world realizes that Pizzagate was real and always will be real. Um, so it, it's been a crazy six years, but it's um, 
a really good time right now because there's so much stuff that's been hidden in terms of the child sex trafficking, the truth about what's going on in Hollywood that has, um, you know, people like you and I have gone down the rabbit hole a very long time ago, but this stuff is finally starting to go mainstream. And actually, as I was getting ready to go on your show tonight, I was watching Tucker Carlson and Tucker Carlson was talking about, you know, how Kanye is speaking out about how his fitness trainer, Harley Pasternak was threatening to, you know, drug him and throw him back in zombie land because he strayed from their narrative. You know, um, we never would have seen something like that on Fox News Channel, you know, even just six months ago, let alone in 2016. And the stuff that's happening with Kanye West, I was exposing this stuff back in 2016. When it actually happened. So, you know, six years later to finally have someone mainstream who has the number one show on cable news like Tucker Carlson to be talking about Kanye in these topics that people like you and I have been just, you know, screaming from the rooftops about for years is just it's um, it's it's great to see. It's a vindication, you know, because I remember when the Podesta emails were just filtering out. And we were going through and and finding all of this strange language codes. I mean, mm-hmm. quite obviously, you know, for as somebody who was already attuned to the nature of child sex trafficking, and, and this is uh, this is a question I want to get to you. But were were you already investigating this stuff? Because when I started reading those Podesta emails, uh, I thought to myself, "Oh my God, it's finally coming out! Here we have proof positive that the elites uh, are involved in this stuff." And I thought it was going to be the story of the century. You know, in a way of speaking, it was, but not in the way that I thought. So when you first saw those emails, uh, was that something that you were already investigating or did this turn you onto that 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 path? No, no, I, I'm I'm a little embarrassed to say I had no idea that this was going on. Mm-hmm. The sex trafficking, the pedophilia in a way that was so big and so organized and so um well manufactured for so many years. I I truly did not know. I mean, of course, you know, working in Hollywood, you hear stories about people like Harvey Weinstein and predators and, um, you know, you hear about Jeffrey Epstein and stuff, but from my perspective, I never was assigned to do a a sex trafficking story until 2016. And I still wasn't assigned to do it. I just started researching it. But I always kind of was under the impression that the the pedophilia was kind of more of a lone wolf type of thing, that it wasn't organized by, and it wasn't a norm for uh, extremely wealthy and powerful people. That was a complete and total shock to me. Um, But at the time when the Podesta emails came out and I read them right when they came out and I started going down that rabbit hole and realized, oh my gosh, these people are involved in pedophilia and trafficking kids. At that time, I was writing for Town Hall and the New York Observer. And at that time, I had been working on, I'm not sure if the story had come out yet, but I was working on a story um, exposing, it was a Clinton corruption story, but the, this, the story I was working on, I mean, it's nothing compared to Pizzagate. You know, at the time, I thought this Clinton story was great, and it went viral, and it was on the front page of Drudge, and it basically was how Hillary Clinton's campaign was running this um, money fraud scheme where they were overcharging some of her poorest donors and they were not refunding them their money. Mm. And I was able to get sources from banks and and just prove everything. And that was a good story. It was a bombshell story, but that's the kind of stuff I was working on when the Podesta emails came out. And so, you know, 
that's one level of corruption. But then you find out that they're involved in trafficking children. And it's just, it, it it's mind blowing. But I will say that I, when I look back at my career, look back at my life, which, you know, I started working as a journalist very young. I got my first news internship when I was 16 or 17 years old. And I got multiple internships in, in college. And I got an internship reporting in the White House before I even graduated from college. I interned for Bill O'Reilly at Fox News um, years ago. And my first paid journalism job was working for the City Newswire at the Chicago Tribune. And then I transitioned into doing more, inter- I went from politics to hard news to entertainment, kind of weaved in and out um, through the years, covered Trump a lot. And, um, you know, being in Hollywood, being in DC, I would hear things, you know, in, in Washington, DC, in Hollywood, um, even when I was back in Chicago, um, just covering entertainment and, and, and hard news in Chicago, you know, I had a good friend back then um, who I've talked to over the years, but she was a victim of um, satanic ritualistic abuse. Mm. And she, over the years, she would slowly kind of tell me bits and pieces about what happened to her. And so there were people placed in my life over the years that positioned me perfectly to be able to understand that, yes, the stuff is real. Mm. And also that helps me be the perfect person to explain it. And so I had all these experiences and then I had some stuff happened in my personal life that um, drove me to become an advocate for sex crime victims. And this was back in 2012. And, you know, I started doing charity work and and helping other um, sex crime victims and doing advocacy work. So there was just all these things that happened in my personal life, you know, my social life and my, in my career life that all kind of meshed together. And it kind of, I believe God prepared me to, to be the person to expose this. And, if those things hadn't happened, I don't, I think it would have been harder for me to realize so quickly that this is real mm-hmm. and this needs to be exposed. So as a mainstream journalist, when you realized that there was this horrific economy taking place in the background, this black evil thing, did you try to bring this to uh, your editors at the at the at the the websites and, and the different organizations that you were working for? Did did this come up in conversation with other journalists at your contemporaries? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you know, back in 2016, um, Pizza Gate broke right before the election. It was an October surprise. The Podesta emails came out via WikiLeaks, via Julian Assange, and possibly via Seth Rich, right? Mm-hmm. And so it happened very closely to Trump becoming, winning the election, becoming the president. And, um, you know, at the time I was working on election related stories. And then I, when I realized that PCA was real, I I started tweeting about it. Um, But I saw how quickly the media was starting to spin the narrative and and that it wasn't real and, and whatnot. And I think at the the moment I realized that, see, here's part of the problem. When I was understanding that Pizzagate was real, I didn't understand how corrupt the media was. Right. Okay. So, you know, back then I still thought that, you know, I, I understood that there was a lot of bias in media and that there were 
there was corruption in media and, and um, you know, there was a lot of people putting out a lot of fake news, especially about Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. But I worked for Fox News Channel. It was my dream to be on Fox News Channel. And Bill O'Reilly was exposing pedophile judges for years on his show. And he was also exposing Clinton corruption for years on his show. Mm-hmm. Um, and through the years, there was kind of a shift with Fox. And they kind of toned down some of the they corruption softened. that they were exposing. Yeah. So when Pizzagate came out, I didn't fully really understand that Fox News Channel was some kind of controlled opposition and that all media was controlled basically by um, the same puppet masters, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, you know, James Elephantis, who was at, at kind of at the center of Pizzagate, but actually he really wasn't, the media made him at the center of it. That was kind of the wag the dog distraction to what Pizzagate really was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, they dragged him into it and he is involved in it and tied to it. And he had these Instagram posts that were just disgusting and all these exploitive pictures of children and words used in his captions that were not even unknown pedophile cold words. These were well-known like pedophile slang and kids and just, you know, with their arms taped up and just like the sickest stuff, the, the stuff that he posted on his Instagram, I think is enough for there to be some kind of law enforcement investigation into him. Just that. Absolutely. Um, but I, well, I knew it, real quickly when I after reading the Podesta emails, it was very obvious to me that Pizzagate is real. And there is a, a cabal of, of people and they're all tied to the Clintons and Podestas that are involved in trafficking kids. It was it was just so blatantly obvious to me. And then James Alphantis went on Megyn Kelly's show and she was, you know, interviewing him. And this is before I understood that that Fox was corrupt. And I was so excited. I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, like the, the truth about Pizzagate's finally going to get out. And I couldn't, be- I couldn't believe it. She completely covered him. It covered for him. It was the most offensive interview I'd ever seen. She didn't ask any legitimate questions. It was just the same old BS we heard from the liberal media about Pizzagate. Mm. And that's when I really realized, oh my gosh, okay, number one, Pizzagate's real. And number two, the entire media is, is comped and corrupt. And so <laughs> like, there's no way for this stuff to go m- mainstream the way things are structured now because- everyone's in on this cover-up and that's why I'm one of the only people that's covering it because I'm not part of that club. Right. So I realized that Pizzagate was something that you're not allowed to talk about in mainstream. Right. So I, what I tried to do is talk about the sex trafficking, which without mentioning the, the word Pizzagate, because that's what, you know, triggered the mainstream media and so many people. So I wasn't, I did manage to get a few columns out um, on town hall about sex trafficking and they did very well. They went viral. And then, and I'd been writing for them for, I want to say 10 months at this point. And I done great for them. I'd never had heard any complaints. And, um, and after I did my third column on sex trafficking, the third one, they, they refused to publish. And I, I was kind of like, Hey, what's going on? Why aren't you publishing this column? They'd never not published column before and the next thing I know they're basically telling me hey you know what we can't pay you anymore and I was like oh okay let me guess you're firing me because I'm exposing Pizzagate and I was also exposing the truth about Seth Rich back then oh yeah and they're like oh no we're not firing you but we just you know we can't pay you I'm like well I just turned in a column and you're not publishing it and now you're telling me so you're not publishing my latest column on sex trafficking and you're also now telling me 
I can write for you, but you're not going to pay me, but you're also not publishing my last column. Like you're, you're firing me. Just admit you're, you're yeah. firing. It was so like, that, it was like a, a way for them to get around paying unemployment or something. <laughs> I, oh my God. It, it was, it was disgusting. And, wow. um, you know, so that happened there. And then the New York observer, um, my editor at the New York observer, who I really liked and had a good relationship with, you know, after Jared Kushner owned it and the new owner came in and after the new owner came in, all of a sudden, you know, there seemed to be restrictions on what I was allowed to cover. And I said to my editor, hey, you know, I just want to cover trafficking. I don't have to mention Pizzagate. It could just be, you know, Trump is is going after the traffickers. He's going after these networks. He's giving press release. He's giving the one of the first things he did when he got in the White House that no one covered was that he gave a listening session talking about what his administration was going to do to combat human trafficking. And he was going to combat it like it's never been combated before. Right. And he did. I just wanted to write a story quoting him and saying exactly what Trump was going to do. I wasn't even allowed to do that. I was not even allowed to say what Trump said he what what Trump said he was going to do to combat sex trafficking. That's how bad it was. And at that point, I'm like, and I was making good money from them, you know. And and that I was like, I don't want to I don't want to work for this. I don't want to be a part of this. If I can't even write an article about what the president of the United States says he's going to do to combat human trafficking to save children. I don't want to be a part of you. I don't want your money. Like, ick. Like, I need to take a shower. And so at that point, I'm like, all right. You know, and, and then I got fired from another um, organization um, for for going too deep on Seth Rich. And again, my story went viral. And they were so happy at first. And then the next thing I know, I'm getting, you know, a, a message from an editor saying, hey, um, we have to cut ties with you. And we can't tell you why. Uh, never contact us again. Like wow. super cryptic, creepy stuff. And I'm just like, wow, this is unbelievable. And at that point, I'm like, you know, there's no one in mainstream media that's going to be, able, even if they want to, that's going to be allowed to allow me to cover this stuff. And, and you know, even when I found people that did seem interested in the topics I was covering, someone got to them. So whether they were threatened or who knows what happened to them, I got cut off everywhere. So I'm like, screw it. And so I just went independent. I started doing my own YouTube and I did my own website. And, you know, I had my social media back then, the, the mainstream social media. And I just started doing a bunch of shows. And, and um, you know, I, I, I just realized if I wanted to continue covering this stuff, I would have to be independent because there was all media was corrupted and there would be no one willing to cover these horrible topics. And so that's what I did. And that's what I've been doing for six years. In in that time, you have been the the subject of uh, scorn and derision from one of uh, my favorite media outlets, who also is obsessed with me. Media matters. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. they they absolutely Wait, love. Who are, you talking, are you talking about right one? Right media wing? media matters. Media oh. matters. They've got yeah. plenty of right wing watch. That's another great one too. Um, but uh, you know, it always surprises me. I guess maybe it shouldn't at this point, but. You know, they attack people like us for exposing like real criminal acts, uh, you know, something that is, uh, you know, a, a crime against a victim who is completely helpless and unable to do anything to stop it. And to when you talk about human trafficking, when you talk about the ritualistic abuse of children, like it's mm -hmm. undeniable. It happens and it it is still happening mm -hmm. to this day. 
And I just don't understand how these people can live with themselves attacking a person who is exposing that stuff. I mean, of course, the only thing that makes sense is if they're a part of it themselves, mm-hmm. if they are somehow benefiting from the perpetuation of this this heinous act. Um but it's not just the the media. I mean, they have come after you in your personal life too. Besides trying to cut you off from yeah. your sources of funding. Well, number one with Media Matters, you know, Media Matters is run by David Brock, and you know, David Brock oh, yeah. used to date James Alfonte. So mm-hmm. that's all we need to say about that. You know, yeah. like there's, and it, people should research David Brock, James Alfonte's relationship. There's some weird blackmail stuff and just weird stuff that went on there. There's a whole thing and. Anyway, so like their agenda is, you know, to make sure that, you know, Pizzagate is not exposed at all costs. And, and that's what they do. Yep. And so and there's an interest. Obviously, there's an interest there in them for keeping that truth, you know, suppressed. But yeah, it's not just, you know, being slandered in the media, you know, what a lot of people don't understand. And I think that Kanye is kind of opening the door for this discussion is that, and there's been other celebrities have talked about this too, but when someone exposes what's really going on behind the scenes in Hollywood and these politicians in terms of, you know, the, the satanic ritualistic abuse, the child sex trafficking, um, you know, snuff films, like the, the ritual stuff and, you know, all this dark satanic stuff that they're involved in. If anyone, you know, strays from that narrative whether it's a journalist like me, a rapper like Kanye West, or Avicii, or Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell. I mean, we could go on and on and on and on. Anyone that strays from that narrative, they're going to do everything that they can to shut you up, even if it means killing you. And we know that there's been countless people that have been murdered, that have been exposing, you know, Pizzagate or Pizzagate related topics, right? Mm-hmm. And Kanye's starting to talk about that and talking about what happens to people that stray from that deep state narrative. And I know what has happened in my personal life, you know, going back to 2016, uh, my dog got poisoned. And I was told by people I trust that yes, my dog indeed was poisoned and, and my, I was targeted. And um, the same thing, by the way, happened to Rose McGowan uh, last year, I believe. She had a little dog and she was speaking out a lot about very similar topics that I've been speaking out against. She's been speaking out against, you know, sexual predators, not just sexual predators in Hollywood, but she's been speaking out about how the whole system works. She's been Mm -hmm. calling out CAA. And guess what? Her dog got poisoned this I believe in the same way that my dog got wow. poisoned. Both of our dogs went into an anaphylactic shock. Both of the our vets said, oh, you know, must be a bee sting. And I knew it wasn't a bee sting. And, you know, sure enough, the vet's like, oh, actually, there's no evidence that it's a bee sting. The same exact thing that happened to me, like the same, like M.O., the same steps happened to Rose McAllen. And we're both covering the same, exposing the same things. You know, is that a coincidence? No, it's not. So, you know, that, and then, you know, I got to the point where I was either getting fired from every job or I was told, okay, you can still work here, but no, you can't cover sex trafficking. No, you can't cover that, which is murder. And and I was like, well, I didn't become a journalist to just lie. I didn't become a journalist to like ignore the big stories. I became a journalist because I want to cover the big stories Mm -hmm. and I want to get to the truth. So so, okay. So, so, you know, my dog almost died and then I lost basically all my jobs in mainstream media. And so, okay, fine. I went independent. And so 
at that point, you know, I started getting a pretty big following on Twitter and Instagram. So, and I had a, a blue verified check mark because I was a mainstream reporter for over 15 years. And at that point I was becoming too powerful. And they're like, Oh no, we can't have anyone with a blue check mark legitimizing Pizzagate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I believe they coordinated this whole attack against me that was coordinated by Chrissy Teigen, Jack Dorsey, Chelsea Clinton. And I'm naming those names because when they attacked me on Twitter, they all came at me at once. And they it was like they were all sitting there like waiting, like mission go, you know? Right. Like they have nothing better to do than to call out, you know, just you, little old you. They're going to come. They, yeah, like, exactly. Of course, of and, course. and if I'm just like some crazy conspiracy theorist, then why is Chelsea Clinton and Chelsea Clinton, Jack Dorsey and Chrissy Teigen, and by the way, the Verified Church of Satan's Twitter handle, oh, wow. all coming at me within a few hours of each other trying to get Jack to unverify me? Like you, these people have... I had probably 50,000 or 60,000 followers. These people had millions. And little me with 50,000 followers, you had to get like all these powerful people, like a former, you know, the daughter of a former president and to come at me just to remove my little blue check mark. Like that just goes to show you how not crazy I am and how Absolutely. dangerous I am to, to them. Well, it's, so it's was, the like, very definition of cyberbullying. And, you know, a typical like left wing tactics, they always end up using the same problematic behavior that they accuse other people of. You know, like if it was a group of conservative pundits going after a left wing person for (laughs) exposing some negative story about Donald Trump, it would be front page news and uh, and it wouldn't work. You know, I mean, like people would attack them. You know, so the fact that they would use their combined power to go after you, it is a symbol of just how powerful you were and how dangerous the information you were talking about was. It's right. shocking. Right. Because in reality, if I, if I was spreading lies about them and, and John Legend came after me, too, he, I forgot about him. How could I forget about him? He's anyways, I'll bet <laughs> my tongue on that one. But anyways, they, so John Legend came after me, too. But, you know, they threatened to sue me and I was like, great. There's nothing I said. It's defamation. Like truth mm-hmm. isn't defamation. So bring it on. And then and what they weren't expecting is that when they all came at me, I think they thought that I would be scared and intimidated. And like the opposite happened. I just got pissed and I, I doubled down. I'm like, oh, really? Like you're going to deny that you hang out with sex traffickers? What about this? What about this? And I, you know, was putting together all these pictures and evidence of them like not just hanging out with sexual predators and or traffickers, but like in business with them. Mm-hmm. There was one guy that they did, were in business with that was thrown in jail for sex trafficking. What about this, Chrissy and John Legend? Bring on, bring on the lawsuit. Discovery is a beautiful thing, you know? As- so absolutely. If I was crazy and if I wasn't telling the truth, then, then it, they have so much money. I have nothing. Mm-hmm. I've got on my side and that that's it. And so they couldn't do that because they know I'm, telling the truth so they had to like create this Liz is crazy let's all pile on her they thought I'd be like the scared little girl and oh my god Chrissy Teigen's coming at me and you're right she is a bully and the irony of the whole thing with Chrissy Teigen is that she ended up years later getting canceled from like over a dozen businesses for guess what bullying a child Bullying a child on Twitter, telling a girl that was 16 years old to kill herself on Twitter. Wow. Did she get her verified blue check mark removed? Nope. 
no. Is now she that's still that's on that's something that yes. would anybody else would get deleted over. Oh my god, she's <clears> still there. Yeah. So so me who told truth about her, I got unverified, and then you know months later I got kicked off, and then a few years later everyone got kicked off, right? Yeah. But I was. Yeah. The OG that got kicked off. Like, you were. I remember I when it happen. happened. You know, I mean, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. It's happening. Yeah. You know, um, you know, so I get kicked off. I'm exposing child predators and I get kicked off. We have a woman with millions of followers publicly telling a child to kill herself. And yeah. she's still on Twitter and she has, she still has her blood check mark. What a joke. How disgusting. You know, thankfully, um, there was enough attention brought to that, that she got canceled from multiple businesses. But it's not just threatening children. She has an entire history of promoting pedophilia in tweets. Absolutely. She's got some, she's had some really questionable stuff on her social media profiles, whether it's Twitter or Instagram too, I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so, you know, um, it's, it's disgusting. So, you know, so they deplatformed me off Twitter and they they knew that most of my income came through donations, you know, at that point in time. And I had my donations link on my Twitter and I had a hundred thousand followers and yep. I wasn't saving any money, but I could pay I could pay my bills. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of like the next attack. All right, um, okay, well the thing with Chrissy and Jack Dorsey and John Legend didn't work and you know, uh, so like, how are we going to get her to shut up now? Okay, well, we'll just, you know, cancel like any business that she has or does. So then, mm-hmm. you know, I, I constantly deal with websites getting hacked, websites getting shut down. Um, I did eventually start an online store and I was canceled from Etsy and, and then I was canceled from Shopify. And that, those were the um, e-commerce sites I was using for my stores. And so I've set up two businesses that were supporting my journalism and both of those businesses have been shut down. I've been sh- taken off. Oh, Liz, you froze. Are you still there? <clears throat> Liz, can you hear me? Oh, great. You guys want to know something else weird about tonight? When I started my computer up, all of my cameras didn't work and uh, and they worked earlier today. Now I was able to get one of them working, but it's a backup. I had to, I had to use a backup camera, and so I've got two. Com- okay, you're back. You're back. I'm you froze here. for a How moment. How long was I gone for? About thirty seconds, maybe a little bit longer. Okay, so I, I got. I was. What I was getting at is that they they're not going after my bank account, right? Yeah. They're making it so I cannot make a living for myself doing this work. They've shut so down did- multiple stores. Did they actually get? Do they actually get your personal banking account closed, like from like Chase or something like that? Well, now they're trying to do that. Okay. They they they're using, in my opinion, lawfare against me. I was in a horrible accident a few years ago involving toes in the nose in Hyatt Hotel. Should have been a very simple case. They did not have a legal license to teach, and they did not give me the proper equipment, and that resulted in me getting losing these two fingers. Right. Yeah. And my lawyer's like. Oh my gosh, they won't they won't even pay your hospital bills. This is so weird. They have two million dollars worth of insurance. And, I, and I'm like, I'm like, it's because of who I am. And then a year later, I find out that the chairman of the Hyatt Hotel was accused of sexual assault by Virginia Jufre, who's one of Jeffrey Epstein's victims. Yep. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, now I know why they're refusing. They spent all this money to fight me in court on something that 
their insurance would have covered. I wasn't asking for, I was asking for them to pay my medical bills and that's it. And they refused to do that. And my lawyer's like, this doesn't make sense. Normally they would settle. And so I went to court earlier this year and it's my opinion that I didn't get a fair trial, which is very common these days, especially for patriots. And um, so now I have a multi-billion dollar corporation, the Hyatt Hotel and the Toes on the Nose, literally trying to come after me. I lost my case and they're not trying to come after me. And they're basically trying to go after every penny to my name to get them to pay for their court fees. And they're literally, we're going through the appeal process right now, but they're moving forward with this before we even get to the appeal process. And my lawyer's like, I can't believe this. Like, I can't believe that they're moving in to try to get all your money. Like, do you know how devastating it is to have your, your fingers severed as a journalist? I couldn't type for years. I had to get prosthetics. I can't type without prosthetics, not to mention the trauma. They would not pay for my medical bills. And now they're trying to go after my, all my money. A multi-billion dollar corporation. That it's has insane. Th- you know, has and- like $10 million worth of insurance. And so so they find these ways to destroy your life. And so, so this is the newest way that they're trying to destroy my life. They're trying to go after every single penny to my name. And it has it has everything to do with who I am and the work I cover, in my opinion, and that's it. And so people don't understand that when you cover these topics and when you're exposing such powerful people, you know, these people have networks and they have their, they're tied to intelligence agencies or tied to rogue intelligence agencies. Mm -hmm. And their biggest fear is the trafficking and the pedophilia stuff getting out. So they will use all of their resources to shut someone like me down. And it's not uncommon. You know, when we were talking on the phone the other night, I was telling you that, you know, for example, when Ronan Farrell was covering Harvey Weinstein and exposing him and when Rose McGowan was, they both were being tracked and harassed and followed and threatened and intimidated by former Mossad agents, okay? Then you look at the Free Britney movement, the New York Times, that's so that's mainstream media. This isn't a, cons- a quote unquote consp- conspiracy theory, you know, like website. This is the, the New York Times, which I guess it they do put out a lot of conspiracy theories. <laughs> like us, but in Absolutely. the normie world, the New York Times is legit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the New York Times, you know, they did a whole expose where they were talking about how Britney's, Britney Spears's people had infiltrated the Free Britney movement and they had dossiers on anyone that was telling the truth about what was really going on with Britney's corrupt conservatorship. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about moms, stay-at-home moms that maybe had an Instagram account of less than 5,000 people. They were tracking them. They were following people like that. So if you take that and extrapolate that to someone like me where, you know, I just, I've been covering all kinds of different pedophiles since 2016. And I have, you know, at one point I collectively had over a million followers on social media before I was being everywhere. So if, if they're going to target someone that has a few thousand followers and it's just a stay at home mom saying, Hey, free Brittany, this is the truth about Brittany. Imagine what they're doing to me. And they had yeah. full dossiers on people. That's what they do. They infiltrate these movements. They track your every move and they will, they will infiltrate your personal life, your business life, your legal life. They will, they will approach people that are friends with you or that work for you and they will threaten them and, or they will pay them off to go against you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's horrible. <clears throat> it is. It's so insidious. And, you know, I know that people out there understand the pressures that we're under. I mean, they they see us in real time losing access to funding or donations or watching our accounts get deleted. But that personal toll, you know, the the uh, the things that they do to you in your life that are designed to make you question reality and question if what you are seeing is actually what's happening because it's like the idea of gang stalking you know exactly. it's it's designed and i think this is gang stalking i mean it's designed to make you question the reality that you're existing in you know like am i crazy or am i really seeing this happen around me is there really this overarching conspiracy to destroy my life and to make it impossible for me to, uh, uh, you know, practice my craft. You know, I mean, like right. journalism, I, you know, I'm sure we're about the same age. I mean, I remember as a child, what was it like all the president's men, you know, like mm -hmm. watching these these uh, stories about uh, the most incredible newsworthy items of, of the of the century being brought to light. The JFK assassination, Watergate, you know, uh, uh, the Iran-Contra affair when I was a mm -hmm. kid, you know, I mean, like all of these amazing things. And then when WikiLeaks began publishing information, I was like, we have reached a, a new age in modern journalism. And I thought that this is going to herald a change for the world and things were going to be better. And, yeah. you know, perhaps, you know, journalism wasn't dead, but it truly is in general. You know, when we're talking about the mainstream, the only place that you're getting real stories, hard hitting investigative journalism is from independent journalists like yourself. And as a result of that, they have to destroy you. That's the only way that they can continue exactly. to maintain the stranglehold on the flow of information. And, you know, I'd also like to talk about the, uh, the you know, that infiltration that you mentioned, because, right. you know, undoubtedly, anytime you have large movements of, uh, of, of any faction, you know, it doesn't matter what it is people are into, you get communities and you have factions that are built up within those communities. And then you have the infiltrators that enter mm -hmm. into those communities. Thank you, honey. And um, and it makes it really, really difficult to continue on and, uh, and, and just to be able to do this stuff. Because you never know who you're speaking with. Are, are they who they say they are? You know, are exactly. they are they somebody who's been sent into your life specifically to destroy you and not even – in a, in in a, in, a, in a really obvious way. I mean, there are all different manners of very subtle things that yep. people can do to really mess with you. Yep. Yeah, you're a hundred percent right. And I, yeah. I, I can I can go back through the years and I can see all the people that came into my life and they try to make it seem organic. And at the time, it did seem organic for some of them. And there, there was a, a, a network of people that acted like they were exposing Pizzagate. They mm -hmm. acted like they were a truth teller. They were, you know, MAGA and all about Trump. And then through the years, all of a sudden, they're like, nah, Pizzagate's not really real. And they start turning on topics that I was exposing. And I'm like, wait, it's not real now. What do you mean it's not real? Like, you you were exposing this a year ago and, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's not real no. how is it not real now yeah. like yeah tell, you know, tell me what, what is it <laughs> persuade me to i think step away from it they were gaslighting me telling mm -hmm. me people think i'm crazy and i was like wow all these people are working together because they're all kind of shifting the narrative on pizzagate at the same time 
And so these people, they're not just online in a coordinated way, shifting the narrative, also working behind the scenes and infiltrating the lives of people like you and I. And they're going to these events and they're, they're snakes. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. A lot of them are controlled opposition. And um, it's really violating. You know, you, you think that you found a community, you know, I back in the journalism. Trump inspired me to get back in journalism. Yep. And, you know, I, I knew that he was in. I knew that he was going to go after the trafficking. And I was like, you know, he, he inspired me to, to get back out there and, and to fight for him and for the kids. And back in 2016, living in LA, trying to find a Trump supporter, yeah, that that didn't really happen. So I started going to Trump events or Trump-related events on my own and started meeting people that I thought were legit Trump supporters and, you know, became friends with them. I paid for vacations for some of them, took them to dinners. And the next thing I know, these people are stabbing me in the back. They're switching their positions. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I realized, wow, this is like all organized. These people all like are getting paid by a person or an entity. Mm-hmm. And they're all shifting the narrative at the same time. And they're infiltrating this movement. And we've seen time and time again through the years, different people at different points in time, they flip on Pizzagate, they flip on Trump. There's a huge rush to flip on Trump right now. Oh God! There's yeah. a bunch of snakes being exposed, a bunch of fake MAGA people that are trashing Trump all of a sudden out of nowhere, which I totally expected and actually called a few weeks ago, said this would happen before and or right after midterms. And sure enough, here we are, all the all these people that, you know, rolled the back of Donald Trump, enriched themselves, became famous off the back of Donald Trump, acted like they were best friends with him and so loyal to him. They're all trashing him. Yep. They're all flipping on him. It's disgusting. But I know how these networks work and I can see who's part of who and how they're aligned. And I know how they infiltrated my life directly for years and still try to. And so this is much bigger than people realize. And doing this work is much more difficult than people realize. It's a living hell, actually. Yeah. And it's very lonely because you don't know who you can trust. And, you know, if you're single, you can't you feel like you can't date because it's like, well, how am I going to meet anyone? Because mm-hmm. they often, you know, infiltrate your life by acting like they're going to teach you. Right. And I right. had that happen years ago. And I'm like, so now it's like, oh, okay. I can't date, can't meet new friends. And I have to question the friends that I do have because half of them have turned on me for no reason. And it's a really horrible way to live. Um, but with that being said, I do believe it's, it's going to get to the point where, everything's going to come to surface and it's Mm -hmm. going to be very clear who is working on which side and who's working for good, who's a warrior of God and and who's working for bad because there's, there's no gray area. Either you're working to expose child sex trafficking and you're a patriot or you're not. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those things that is, that is black and white to me. You know, I think that too often People want to see the world in binary terms. They want to see, you know, right and wrong, good and bad, black hat, white hat, you know, whatever it may be. And quite often in the world of politics, especially, you know, things can often be shades of gray. You know, people make alliances. They end up working with people that they might not necessarily want to be very chummy with. But you have to if you want to get stuff done. But this is one of those things. You know, there's somebody in the chat right now uh, who wants us to say that Trump is bad for whatever reason. 
Um, but I will tell you this. <clears throat> you may not like everything Donald Trump has done. I may not like everything that right. Donald Trump has done. But I can tell you with proof positive, he is the only president we've ever had that made a concerted effort to stop child sex trafficking and human trafficking. Yeah. And simply based upon that one thing, he will always have my support. And it doesn't mean that I deify him or that I follow him blindly. Yeah. I have no problem challenging him on anything that I think is bad policy. But yeah. this is this is something that, you know, it's it's a non-starter for me. You know, if you don't like Donald Trump, then why can't you admit that he actually did this one thing? And then let's talk about everything else. You know, let's talk about what the one thing, the other things that you don't like about him. This is the reason, Liz, that I was able to convince my mom to become a Trump supporter. She was a lifelong Democrat. She thought that Hillary Clinton was the only answer for America. She was concerned about me because I loved Donald Trump. And I told her about what he was going to do for uh, stopping child sex trafficking. Right. And then once he came into office, she was like, Wow, you're right. You know, you, I don't I just don't understand how people can't look at that one action and then consider the rest of his actions in terms right. of what he had to do leading this nation. Yeah, well, part of the problem is that we have mainstream media not covering what he did on sex trafficking. Yeah. And then also, and anytime they talk about Epstein, they make it seem like Trump was best friends with right. Epstein. When that in reality, <laughs> he wasn't. He kicked out Mar-a-Lago. He's been calling him out for years. He was the only one that actually worked with and helped the lawyer working for the victims. Like Law enforcement, uh, too. You know, you I, I said law enforcement, too. Uh, yeah, and so, but the mainstream media, you know, they make it seem like that like he was best friends with him when it when, and then they ignore the fact that Clinton's the one that actually has been to the island twenty five times, so, absolutely, or over yeah. twenty, I should say, over twenty five times, probably been thousands of times. And anyway, so it it's frustrating because it's like people are in their echo chambers and they're just watching mainstream media, mm -hmm. and you don't even know that this stuff is exists. You don't even know what's happening, yeah. um, but that's changing. You know, it, it's like we slowly are getting. Topics like Pizzagate going more mainstream, stuff that Kanye's exposing, the dark underbelly in Hollywood, that's all coming to surface. And it's just, it's just going to, these worms cannot stay in that can. Mm -hmm. Like, it has to come out. It just, it's like that pot's about to like bubble over. And so it's all going to be exposed. And I feel that it's, it's all coming out soon. And, and, um, and I do think that this stuff is going to go mainstream. And um, and I've always said that. I always felt that in my heart. I felt that God asked me to do this and was told me that, you know, it's going to be rough, but you're, you'll be vindicated just hang in there. Uh -huh. I didn't expect it to be six years later. No, no, so, I, I, I certainly didn't either. Know? I mean, this is, this is, this is, you know, I, I have come to realize, Liz, that this is, uh, a multi-generational war Now you know, I, I realized a long yeah. time ago that the people were fighting, you know, it's like the most well-organized and funded cabal of criminals in history, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. And they, they took probably hundreds of years to build up that network and to fully infiltrate every strata of power, you know, not just in America, but across the globe. And so to undo that, to turn back the clock yeah. and and bring us into an age that is free from that criminality. I, I, I've just I've come to understand that it's going to take a lot longer 
than yeah. I had initially anticipated, you know? I mean, Absolutely. like, no, nobody wants to to look in the mirror and say, are you ready to fight a lifelong battle to destroy evil that may not work before you finally get killed, <laughs> before you end up dying of natural causes? You know, nobody wants yeah. that, you know? You have to be able to psych yourself up and say, you know, hey, there is a possibility we're going to get this done. You know, I truly do believe it'll happen. I don't know when it'll happen. I'm not psychic. I can't say that. But I will yeah. say that I know I'm going to give everything that I've got to make sure that it happens as soon as possible because I need this world to exist for my daughter, for future generations. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like they've already taken everything from me, you know, and, and I've, I've, I've overcome what they've thrown in my, uh, in my path. And sure, there's always something worse they can do to you. But, you know, it's, at a certain point, it's like you just roll with the punches. But they can't take your dignity. They can't take your pride. No, no, no. And, you know, and, and, and the only opinion that matters is God. Mm-hmm. And are you are you pleasing God? Are you yep. making God happy? And if you Absolutely. are, then that's that's all that matters. You know, all of the materialism, the money, the career, the fame and all that stuff, that's all meaningless in the mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things and, and it's hard when you go through your every day and I'm like oh my gosh now they're going after my bank accounts and like I can't even sell a t-shirt like I mean it's not yeah. easy no. but at the end of the day can I look myself in the mirror yes can you look yourself in the mirror yeah. um do I do I have a clean conscience absolutely I've I've, mm-hmm. I've given up everything for yep. this and I know it's a righteous fight and so that's all that matters. And, and I know that we'll be rewarded. And I, and I truly believe people like us will be rewarded, not just in the next lifetime, not just in heaven. I do believe that we'll be rewarded in this lifetime. We're in the middle of the great awakening. More people are waking up. The people that are bad and involved in these networks and the spies and the shills and the infiltrators, they're all going to be exposed at some point. You know, yeah. so, so many of them already have been exposed. And who's going to be left? You? me there's not gonna be many people left let me tell you yeah we've seen so many people come and go through the years and you know there's not gonna be a lot of people left standing but we'll we'll be left and um it'll be a better time and i think it'll be a time where once all the truth comes to surface you people like you and i won't have to live our lives like oh like who's this person gotta watch my like you know we don't have to live like that hopefully yeah that's my hope and i think that that will happen one day Amen. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you. Uh, okay, we've got about 10 minutes before we're going to open up the phone lines. I do have a, 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 a Rumble rant. It's like a super chat over on Rumble. Okay. Uh, Mr. McBastard says, Twitter since the $8 a month, I haven't stopped laughing. Uh, so this is uh, definitely one of the things I wanted to bring up. I mean, in the interest of exposing what's been happening behind the scenes, and uh, Twitter has been historically one of those places where pedophiles have have operated openly um you know there we've we've tracked down uh, networks of accounts people sharing illicit images uh, i can only imagine what private conversations they've had behind the scenes but you know i think it's kind of interesting that we have elon buying twitter and uh appearing to move further to the right uh kanye really waking up and uh and and you know saying so much that you said his personal trainer is that who harley pasternak is i don't know anything about that guy but i would love to do a dive on him he, well he has a background in military intelligence oh, that involved okay. experiments with psychedelic drugs and actually oh my God. Tucker talked about this tonight on his show i was shocked that tucker went this deep so you know is he really a trainer no he's not a trainer he's mm-hmm. obviously some kind of a handler 
handler. Well, yeah. And, and he blatantly said, we're going to drug you and put you back in zombie land. Well, what is that called? What is that known as? It's called MK Ultra mind mm-hmm. control. So, you know, I think that, I think that Kanye coming forward is well worth I think I think it's worth our attention because one thing that kind of frustrates me is that people will dismiss someone like Kanye uh, because, you know, he's been rich and famous and he was married to a Kardashian. You know, I mean, he was a musical mm-hmm. artist. You know, people people are, are quick to just say, oh, you know, I don't trust that guy. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think we need to evaluate what it is that he's actually saying and what the personal cost to him is. You know, I I don't see a silver lining for him if he is somehow controlled opposition. He really appears to me to be a genuine person uh, who doesn't like the way the world is working and certainly uh, the entertainment industry. I mean, it directly connects to everything that he does. So he wants Mm -hmm. to expose it, you know, Um, and the same with uh, with Britney Spears trying to get out of her conservatorship. I, I, I can only imagine what that woman has went has gone through. Right. You know, she's also been uh, controlled by some uh, who's that guy, Sam, Sam Lutfi. Is that his name? He's uh, he's somebody that I've seen pop up around a number of these uh, kind of, you know, Disney uh, princess, you know, the pop stars. That was years ago. I mean, he still tweets here and there, but he physically, as far as I know, has not seen or talked to her in years. And he um her team got a restraining order against him. I mean, there's different theories about him. Some people think that he kind of weaves in and out playing the good guy, bad guy role. Well, he was, Um, he was just attached to Amanda Bynes, uh, like a couple of years ago. I mean, it seems like he's still doing the same thing that he did with Brittany and her family for other women that are kind of in a similar circumstance. Yeah. If you actually watch slave princess, which is not just about Britney Spears, it also talks about other celebrities who I believe they were controlling or trying to put into a conservatorship like Kanye West and um, Lindsay Lohan. I actually interviewed Lindsay Lohan's dad. If it wasn't for Lindsay Lohan's dad, they would have completely, they totally put Lindsay Lohan in a conservatorship. It's the same people that were trying to do it to this, to different celebrities. Lou Taylor was the woman that was one of the masterminds behind the Britney Spears conservatorship. She's totally evil woman. Um, But yeah, if you watch my documentary, you'll see that the same, you know, when celebrities, quote unquote, go crazy, you'll find like the same people, you know, the same characters around those celebrities and you'll you'll see like the same playing cards, right? You know, I think both when when Britney and Kanye West got 5150, I'm pretty sure they both went to the same hospital. Okay, was it this, were they treated by the same doctor? Like, you know, it's, yeah. you see that the parallels, they mm-hmm. use the same MO for all these people. And so it's not just limited. And just because a celebrity is not a conservatorship does not mean that a celebrity is not enslaved. It doesn't right. mean a celebrity is not controlled, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these people are totally controlled and they have no freedom. Most of them don't even have access to their social media. Most of them don't even have the login and password information. Wow. And so people, they don't understand. They're not talking to Adele. You're talking to Adele's social media manager who's, mm-hmm. you know, probably in cahoots with someone like Harley Pasternak who, you know, God forbid she says the wrong thing. They're going to throw her on meds and in, 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 in a psych war too. It's evil. 
So I'm <clears throat> I, I'm I'm really interested uh, to watch this uh, clip that Tucker was talking about Harley Pasternak tonight. Um, That's good. Man, because, you know, and, and just so everybody knows what we're talking about, I'm going to show the actual uh, oh, good. text message that Kanye had sent out. Um, yeah. Liz, you're, you're not going to be able to see it, but the audience should see this okay. right now. So uh, it's, a, it's a text message on his iPhone, and it says it's from Harley. Uh, I'm going to help you one of a couple of ways. First, you and I sit down and have a loving and open conversation, but you don't use cuss words, and everything that is discussed is based in fact. And not some crazy stuff that dumb friend of yours told you or you saw in a tweet. Second option, I have you institutionalized again where they medicate the crap out of you and you go back to zombie land forever. Play date with the kids just won't be the same. Uh, And then he said in a follow-up tweet, this is how a Hollywood trainer speaks to a far more influential black celebrity when we get out of line. So it says here that Pasternak is 48 uh, and he has worked with people like Jessica Simpson, Jack Black, Lady Gaga, Rihanna, and, uh, of course, other celebrities. Yeah, it's a very strange thing for someone who is just a physical trainer to say, you know? I mean, the 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 tone well, and the threats, right. I mean, indicates that he has a far deeper level of interaction uh, with Kanye than simply helping He's- him to lift weights. Right. He's obviously some kind of a, tr- of a handler. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm just pulling up my notes here. Um, so, so Tucker exposed this tonight, which is amazing. And I mean, Connie exposed it, but Tucker covered it. So that's amazing. It went mainstream, but another video came out um, this afternoon. I popped up in my feed this afternoon and I'm not sure if you saw it, but it Connie West, you know, was caught by paparazzi and he said, his mom was sacrificed. Okay. I rem- I, was, mom- is, is this a recent, did he say this again recently? Because I thought that there was something from years ago that, uh, that he no, had said No, I think that. this was today, but everyone was sharing oh, it. I think wow. it, that, that he, that this was brought like a new video. Okay. He said, my mom was sacrificed. And then he's talking about other strange things that happened to other celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan's father. And then he, then he says that in Hollywood, they want to monetize you and traumatize you. It's such a good phrase. So true. They yeah. traumatize and monetize you. Okay. So true. Um, and he said they can control Shaq, um, Charles Barkley, Jay-Z and Beyonce, but they can't control me. Now he said this repeatedly. He has said, I've never killed anyone. He says that repeatedly. Wow. So he's like, I can't go to jail. So he's talking about these other celebrities saying that they're controlled. And then he's saying, oh, well, you can't control me because I haven't killed anyone. So you you do the map there and and it's like, well, is he saying that all these other people have killed people? And then Mm -hmm. before that, he said his mom was sacrificed, right? Yeah. Well, if you go back to 2016, when he did his rant on stage, which is what happened the night before, maybe two nights before they threw him on the 5150. I think this is what triggered the 5150. One of the things that he said in his rant was, Jay-Z, I know you got killers. Mm-hmm. Okay? That, that's a direct quote from yep. Kanye. Right? So he accused Jay-Z of having killers. He's talking about this topic again. And he's saying his mom sacrificed. Wow. So What, what does he If they killed his mom, if, he, if he's truly saying my mom was sacrificed, because we were told that she died in, you know, 
um, she was getting some kind of plastic surgery, just like right. John yeah. Rivers, right? Yeah, she, that was um, something that should not have killed her. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if they killed his mom, you really think that Connie is going to be the type of person that's going to be like, oh, okay, you killed my mom and did all, like, drugged me and, like, did all this stuff to me, but let me just be control opposition for you. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I think they're trying to turn him into that. But I, they're not. They haven't been successful, and I don't think they will be successful. Yeah, but no, I think I, what he's trying to get at now is that not only do these people have hired assassins, mm-hmm. um, they're involved in in sacrifices. They are involved in human and child sacrifice. Well, Beyonce and Jay Z specifically are into some satanic stuff. I mean, you can just see from the things that they've put out. Well, and Jay-Z hangs out with Marina Abramovic, Miss Spirit Cooking, who was in the Podesta email. Right, so, right. Okay. Um, also, uh, over on Rumble, uh, Mr. McBastard said he's a Canadian version of the CIA. You know, uh, I know that the I know that Canada must have their own version of the CIA, but you know, at a certain point, to me, there they it seems like they drop all of the pretense of of boundaries. You know, like. Mossad clearly works with the CIA. And then, of course, you know, yeah. all the different Five Eyes countries, they have their own thing going on. And uh, specifically, uh, MKUltra was widely, widely done throughout Canada in the same way that it was done down here in the United States. You know, they just exported that research to a variety mm-hmm. of educational and, and and health institutions. So I've actually got that video of uh, of Kanye, oh, uh, and uh, and so I'm going to play it for the All audience. Right. We we do have our first two callers on the line, guys. So thank you very much. Sit tight, and here is that Kanye West video. It's scary. They can't control you. They can't. They, they they try to suppress you, but that's how they try to categorize. They you. can't control me. You get what I'm saying? They can control Shaq. They can control Charles Barkley. They could control LeBron James. They could control Jay-Z and Beyonce. Not not you, man. But they can't control me. You see, it ain't no name I won't name. It's up. Not you. You know what I'm saying? And just for Minister Farrakhan, I love you. But the way you read that, I took that as a slight. You know what I'm saying? I don't take no disrespect from nobody. So let's get on the phone and let's talk that out. I don't care who you are. I ain't taking no slights from nobody. Right? I ain't taking no slice from nobody. It's God. That's the only person that I serve. My mom ain't here. My mama was sacrificed. Me too. You understand? Yeah. Michael Jordan. What about him? His daddy, right? Bill Cosby, his son, right? Dr. Dre, his son. You know, out in Hollywood, a lot of people come up missing. Feels like it might be a lot of that in order to control, traumatize, they want to monetize and traumatize. And God loved me. You understand? They, they hit me. Gap, Adidas, all that away. Still, Forbes, who hate me, right? Had to write net worth 400 million. Jesus is king. God loved me. That's more important than thinking in life. <laughs> That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? It's, and this truth is going to be heard. Y'all can't send none of y'all meek meals, y'all puffies, y'all little boozies, none of these names, none of these people that have to listen to y'all because they're dealing with, they have legal, I never killed nobody, right? I'm the pussy that never killed nobody, right? 
but that means I can say whatever I want and not go to jail. Wow, that 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 is absolutely uh, uh, stunning, stunning right there. Yeah. You know, people Kanye West might not be totally red pilled, might not you know be be attuned to all the same things that many of us are. Um, but I see a man who is uh, is coming out of his shell, is waking up, and is ready to start exposing some of the most in, insidious practices that are happening behind the scenes. And uh, I think that th- this is something that warrants our attention and, and, and our support, too. You know, I'm not saying you got to be like, I'm 100 percent Kanye. I mean, people are uncomfortable about certain things, you know, maybe the, the way that he um, uh, discusses race in, in America. But, you know, I mean, I... I I think everybody gets to a certain point where they open their mind uh, and they realize that there is so much more going on behind the scenes, things that they never even considered before. And every single day is an opportunity to learn more, to make those connections, to reach out to people. And, uh, you know, and I just I love it. I absolutely love it. I cannot wait to see what else comes from this. Yeah. Okay, um, let's go ahead and bring in our first caller, guys. We've got uh, Miracle Girly on the line. Let me add her in. And uh, thanks again for hanging out with us tonight. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, we do have a bunch of thank yous over on uh, the Foxhole, and uh, we'll go through those as it permits. So, Miracle Girly, you're on the show. Welcome back. It's so good to see you. Can you hear me? Sorry. Yes, I can. Okay. So good to see you too. And um, Liz, thank you for all, all the work that you've you've put in through all these years and everything that you've gone through. It's been just crazy watching watching everything that you've you've that's happened to you and and have you still keep going. So I just wanted to say thank you. Oh, thank and, you so much. And you mentioned earlier that no one would have ever discussed Kanye and the trainer story in 2020 let alone 2016 and Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes it's it's hard for us to step back and see the perspective step Mm -hmm. back and see how far we've come just to have perspective and we've got so many people who are just waking up or woke up Mm -hmm. six months ago six days ago six years ago where everyone's coming from different timelines now and I think that's our biggest struggle so I was wondering your perspective do you think we've come a long way since 2020 or 2016 and how yeah you know it's it's hard for me to judge because I'm in my bubble and I got so deep down the rabbit hole so early and like I said earlier I had the background to be I think I think God gave me the background to be more open to accepting these harsh truths right so I got so deep down back in 2016 um but I will say that in terms of, you know, when Out of Shadows came out in 2020, that's when I really, really realized, holy crap, people are awake now. You know, like we were very overwhelmed with how viral and uh, Out of Shadows went and we were humbled by it and we were thrilled by it. But it was like, you know, I, I went from in 2016, you know, every comment under my social media posts were negative to in 2020 when our shadows went viral, you know, Mike and I, Mike Smith, who was the one who also sacrificed everything to tell the truth and put out a movie with his own money and didn't charge people. Um, you know, we, we go out to eat and we get recognized everywhere. 
And it was so strange because I went from, you know, everyone hating me in 2016. I couldn't even, if I got one positive comment, it was like a good day, you know, on a post to like getting recognized. And it was very strange, but it, it showed me how far that the world has come. And despite all these efforts to silence people like myself and Mike, that the truth was still going out there. So in that, in in those terms, um, yes, I do think that the majority of the world at least in our country, is awake. But what they do, because I do lurk on social media and I lurk on Twitter and I had to to do my research for um, Britney Spears, they have manufactured it to make you think that most people aren't awake. You know, they have manufactured it on social media with the bots, you know, the fake comments and like, you, you know, you'll have some infiltrators that run literally 10 accounts. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they've manufactured it where you go on Twitter and you think no one's awake, when in reality, it's the complete opposite of that. And now we're starting to see that because we have Elon Musk taking over it, who I believe is a good guy. And, and even if you don't like him or you don't agree with some of the stuff aligned with him, I do believe regardless that he is working for good. He's working for the good guys, the white hats, whatever you want to call them. So that facade that has been put out there through the media matrix and the social media matrix is crumbling. And the truth is most people are, are really awake. And I, and I think that between, you know, 2020 and now it's gotten to the point where um, it's, it's big. I think most people are, are overall awake, you know, maybe except, you know, in, in the big liberal cities, you know, you still have people running around wearing masks and scared, but <laughs> Aside from that, I think most of the country knows exactly what's going on. Thank you. And just for the record, some of us did try to say good things to you on Twitter in 2016. But Aww. Twitter always banned those messages from going through because the post had been taken down. There is a problem with posting this message. There. <laughs> Are you serious? I didn't even know that. Yeah, so that so you couldn't just, even just say, so hey, great tweet without <laughs> it being taken no. down. Yeah, I, I did not even know that. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, I seem to remember that, that you, like you, you could not tag you in tweets because, it, it, yeah, crap. they would they would block it from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think I knew that. Wow. Well, you know, yeah, how so would that, you? All you would all you would know is that you're not getting any mentions, you know, <laughs> just so that, hey, you know, you're crazy. That wow. masquerade that you, you see on the side of like, we feel like we're a minority when really it's a majority of people waking up. They did that to you, the content creators as well, by making you feel like nobody cared when there were yeah. people who cared. Yeah. Well, they were, thank you. That- <laughs> they were trying to discourage me, but you know what I had to do? Because I knew this, is, I had to do this. And I'm like, okay, I just need to tune it out. And so what I did is I just stopped reading any comments whatsoever. And I remember I went like a whole year where I didn't read one comment on my YouTube. Oh yeah. Cause I couldn't take the negative, even if a really strong person, like reading negative words, is like that's going to take a toll on you. Like your body's mostly water. And when you talk negatively to water or plants, whatever they die. So I'm like, I, I can't continue to do this and read this hate. I'm mm-hmm. strong, but I can't, I don't want to be exposed to it. So I just, I just stopped reading the comments at one point and then moved forward. And then one day I was like, I'm going to check out the comments on my YouTube and I hadn't checked them in over a year and I started crying yeah. because most of them are were positive. And I was like, well, when did this happen? I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Well, thank yeah. you. Thanks. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And it sounds like we've come a really long way. So I think sometimes it's our perspective and we just beat ourselves up. 
yeah, and we want absolutely. everything now. So it's, thank it's you. difficult. It's difficult to get that perspective, you know, when we have been beaten up for so long. And, uh, you know, even though we are getting incremental wins, unfortunately, people like to focus on the really negative stuff all the time. And, oh, yeah. you know, and Liz, I can completely relate to not wanting to read the comments or not being able to, <clears throat> because I, I got to the same the same point. You know, it doesn't matter if like 90 percent of the comments are overwhelmingly positive. You're like YouTube and Twitter both would elevate those negative comments to right. like the top of the feed. So like you would see you know, like just horrible stuff. I mean, people are just brutal, you know? I mean, it's like we're we're putting ourselves out there and we're doing our best to to try to raise awareness, you know? And like unfortunately, the the people that are trying to stop us from doing that have a very sophisticated network and methodology for getting into your head and trying to make it so that you just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. It's uh, it's sad. Yeah. So Miracle well, Girlie, do you want do you want to give us an update on um on Green Card? Um okay, so he is the the latest that I haven't even updated anywhere yet is that he is going to be getting his trach out soon as well as his peg peg something. I can never remember what the full yeah. term is. I'm not looking at it right now, but basically the what they have in his throat so that he can breathe and what he has in him so that he can eat because he is able to eat solid foods now. Awesome. And for those of you who don't know green carp personally, meat is very important in his life. Absolutely. So- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would, I would, I, I don't know how, how well I would do if I wasn't able to, to eat meat. <laughs> So I think he's uh, starting to feel like himself again. He's certainly starting to look like himself. Uh, so he's he's doing he's doing great. Uh, it's Good. just been miraculous, as as you know. Yes, um, absolutely, it's just amazing. But thank you for asking, and um, I think the family will be together again tomorrow uh soon anyway in the next couple of days and that will be exciting as well okay that's awesome uh thank you so much for calling in and i appreciate the update thanks again no worries bye thanks thank you so yeah our friend green card a longtime supporter of the show somebody who's been big in our community uh got into a horrific accident um a while ago and um honestly made a miraculous recovery it's uh it's it's been one of the uh, uh, scariest things that I can imagine in recent times, you know, I mean, you do this for long enough and people are are going to pass away, you know, and I mean, oftentimes it's unexpected and, um, you know, it's never easy when it happens. And when it's somebody that you actually have made a connection with, it's uh, it's yeah. worse. I mean, it's just like somebody in your, your you know, somebody that's in yeah. your life every day right in front of you. You know, it's it's the exact same thing. So, OK, let's go ahead and bring in our next caller. And when caller, you're on the air. Make sure you mute that stream. I mean, it's just like caller, caller. Can you hear yeah. me? Zach? Yeah. Hi. Yeah, I hear you. Hi. Who, who's this? Well, uh, you know, this is the first time I've ever done something like this. So, oh, that's okay. I don't, know, I don't, don't worry. Give, I don't what, give what? my real name or anything. Yeah, no. G- give us any any nom de plume and any uh, any pseudonym you can give us your uh, your handle from Truth Social. I think, I think I'm. I think I'm uh, Freya and the boys, Freya and the boys. Okay, awesome. Well, Freya, well, Freya is my white 
my white German shepherd and the boys are her puppies that we kept. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Yeah. All right. I'm so also a retired, retired military, uh, spent three deployments in Iraq. Thank you for your service, sir. Uh, really appreciate you calling in tonight. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, Liz is uh, an inspiration, and so are you, Zach. I appreciate what you guys do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, so, so what's uh, what's on your mind? What what questions do you have for Liz? Uh, I wanted to ask her if she thought of, ever thought about becoming something like uh, uh, Project Veritas, mm-hmm. or is she? And does she get leads and stuff like that? And uh, I mean, what's going on behind the scenes with a lot of this? I mean, uh, I mean, there's got to be a lot of people out there that would would go above and beyond to try to get some of the sex trafficking either out in the open or prosecuted. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's a good question. And, um, by the way, thank you for your service to start off. Um, I always say it was my pleasure. <laughs> so I'm working on some projects and I'll say that I would love to maybe one day form a team of investigative journalists that do Project Veritas style exposure and reporting solely focusing on sex trafficking and elite pedophiles. I would love that'd be amazing to make that happen one day. Um, so we'll see. I, I'm working on some stuff behind the scenes for now. Um, but yeah, I would not rule that out. And, you know, the on the ground investigative stuff is where I've always excelled, you know, not just sitting behind a computer reading WikiLeaks, which seems <laughs> to be what I've been doing for the past years. So one day, yes, I hope to get back out there. Well, God bless you. And thank you so much for, for what you've done and exposed at the, to this point. Thank you so much. Is I appreciate that. that. I'd like to give you kudos. I love what you're doing with Badlands and everything else you got going on. I'm a, a big fan. In fact, there's not enough of it. It doesn't, I'd like to fill up maybe a couple more hours a day. <laughs> Man, uh, there would be nothing I would like more than to be able to. And, you know, I, there's a, a lot of people who are uh, bummed that I had to like cut back my workload, but you know, as much as I enjoy doing these shows every day, and I, I just I wish I could split myself into four different people so that um, I, I could do it. But um, you know, I it's it's a labor of love, obviously, and uh, I really enjoy uh, the ability that I have to to come here and 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 interact with you guys and put this information out and try to make a difference in the world. Um, but yes, if I had one wish, it would be that I could clone myself four times and, uh, and, and put out more content. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, thank well, you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. And I hope that uh, you do so again in the future. Thank you so much, Zach. And, uh, I'd like to send you an email and, uh, kind of give you a little bit of a bio. I would love to hear it. Uh, redpill78 at protonmail.com. Thank you very much. All right, brother. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. God God bless both of you. God bless. All right. And Liz, who who do we have uh, joining you in the studio? (laughs) Yeah, someone's trying to get on my lap. This is Teddy. 
Hi, Teddy. Teddy is beautiful. Look at that. Uh, those, I, what is that? Uh, uh, Shih Tzu? He's a Havanese. A Havanese, Havanese. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's, I, he's I, I get him mixed feeling up. neglected. I haven't given him attention in an hour. Well, he, on my I've got two dogs myself. They're in the bedroom with Lisa, who is red, real oh. red pill fiance. So uh, otherwise, if she wasn't here, they would be in, in here in the office with us. So, oh. all right, let's see. Uh, next caller coming in. And if we can, can we get your name? This is Ted. Ted, welcome to the program, sir. Thank you so much for your call. What's your question for Liz? Liz, um, I've been a fan for a long time. Um, I watched the HBO uh, documentary, Q Into the Storm, and I haven't heard, uh, like, your take on it post-January 6th. And I'd just like your overall take on the whole Q thing. Well, given what's happened and the way things are, the way things kind of fell out. I mean, documentary, I was not happy about it. I felt manipulated and I felt that the director was dishonest and not fair. I agreed to do that because Q talks about sex trafficking in Pizzagate and I exposed sex trafficking in Pizzagate and that's what my role was supposed to be in that series. And at the time, you know, he, I thought it was going to be like an out of shadows, an independent project. I had no idea it was going to be on HBO Mm -hmm. and Colin, you know, the director, the filmmaker gave me no warning. And to to be fair, I mean, I I don't think that anybody that had anything to do with that documentary series understood what he really intended to do. It was like, he was a sleeper agent the whole time. And misled everybody so that he could then sell it to HBO and make a ton of money. Yeah, off of our names and then slander people like us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, so he throws me in the dock and in the first, I think the the first one, the first clips of me, you know, he's trying to frame me as a flat earther. And like, (laughs) I thought we're like, what? I've never talked about flat earth. Like I've never researched it. I don't care about flat earth. I I don't know anything about it. That's not my thing. I cover sex trafficking. That's why you're in my house right now interviewing me. And like the first, uh, right out of the gates, like, you know, um, and then, and then he goes on Joe Rogan months after it came out right before how convenient right before my slave princess doc mary came out and like within the first two minutes of him doing his interview with joe rogan he brings up my name and flat earth and i'm like what what is his obsession with trying to paint me as a flat earther it's crazy you know and so i i felt that that was such a miscarriage of justice because he had such a great opportunity to tell the truth about pizzagate and you know, right out of the gates, what does he do? He tries to frame me as a flat earther. I did not, I didn't, I'm not a flat earther. I don't discuss flat earth. I've never posted about it. I exposed trafficking. That's why you, I agreed to do an interview with you. So I, I felt totally betrayed by him and violated. Um, not a fan. So that sucks. But with that being said, there was some truths that managed to slip out the series um and then in terms of q i think that what i'll say about that is you know in the past few weeks months we've seen president trump retruth you know q phrases q slogans q accounts 
Um, you know, the anons are all over it. The anons are all over the deltas and doing the decodes and stuff. And I think what people have to decide is either Q's, you know, LARP, it's not real or it's the, the black cast or whatever, or Q is legit and Trump's part of it. But if Trump is promoting this, which he is by constantly posting Q phrases and Q memes and whatnot. If if Trump is promoting it, then if Q's bad, then then you would have to quantify that Trump's bad. So either you trust Trump and he's good and he's letting us know that this is legit, or Q's bad and Trump's bad. Like I don't think it could be. It's either one or the other. Just, am I explaining that right? Yeah, I, I think I think you are. Yeah. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those things I think a lot of people got thrown off because no one saw 2020 coming, right? I didn't yeah. see it. I don't think a lot of Anon saw it. Looking back, it's kind of, okay, you know, it sucked, but I understand why it had to be this way. You know, I think that years down the road, we're all going to look back and be like, wow, that was brilliant. Now I understand why it had to go the way it did we're still in the middle of it and it's still a struggle. Everyone's struggling, you know, mm-hmm. the country's struggling. People are struggling to put food on the tables. You know, there's violence everywhere. There's, it's just, it's a struggle. But I think when we have more pieces to this picture, we'll look back and things will make sense and we'll just be in total awe at how brilliant everything was done behind the scenes. So yeah. that's what I'll say yeah. that. I'll tell you this much, you know, back in 2016, until President Trump came along and uh, we had this great awakening take place, um, we didn't have the same level of engagement among the conservative base as we have right now. We didn't have all of these dedicated America First patriots running for office and filling Mm -hmm. these seats, replacing that failed and corrupt system. So, you know, I think where people get hung up is like, you know, like what actually was Q, you know, and like what was the point of it? And people have their own definitions and they will hear like a podcaster say one thing or tell you that the Supreme Court has overturned the election and we're not even going to have a uh, midterm or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are there is a lot of people using it for their own advantage and telling people their opinion and passing it off as if it's. It's it's fact and and it's going to be one way or the other when I think in the end, you know, um, if we're talking about a, uh, a you know, a, a, some level of like top secret national security stuff, we're not going to know or understand 90 percent of what happened behind the scenes or uh, exactly what's going on now. And uh, and I think that we have to be willing to accept that uh, the, for me. The point of this was to get us up, moving, and out of our seats, and uh, and to take responsibility for saving our country ourselves. And if people haven't gotten to that point yet, then I think they haven't truly uh, reached that level of awakening that we need uh, for us to win. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we have to be on board with being the ones to take control of our own future because what got us into this. Was ex- was believing that we could pass that responsibility off to pe- other people, you know, whether it was politicians or administrators in the government. Uh, mm-hmm. And what did that get us? That got us a whole bunch of corruption and uh, almost yeah. the complete and utter destruction of our country. 
Uh, mm-hmm. t- Tim, I hope that answered your question, buddy, but we got to go on to the next caller, and uh, I-, I wanted to thank you for calling in. Hey, thank you, Zach, and thank you, Liz. Thank Absolutely. You. Have, have a great night. <clears throat> All right, next caller coming in. Oh, and also, uh, Mr. Caller, go ahead and mute your stream. Mr. McBastard also said, by the way, Liz, you have been an inspiration to me. You're such an amazing journalist. Thank you so much. So uh, thank you. wanted to make sure I told you that. All right, caller, you're on the air. Can we get a name? Yeah, this is KG. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well, KG. Good. Uh, what's hey, on your mind? Liz, uh, long, long time fan. Uh, follow you on Telegram uh, currently. Awesome. I appreciate all your posts. Yeah, yeah. I keep up with uh, pretty much everything that you've put out there. and It's it's enlightening. I appreciate it. And uh, thank, thank you guys for having this stream tonight. It's the first time I've done something like this. Uh, so I, I originally found out about you from watching the Out of the Shadows documentary and um, just blew my mind. Stuff that I never could have imagined. And I'm so glad that you guys had the courage to do that. So, Liz, I kind of wanted to ask, when it comes to exposing these things that you've tried to do and expose, have you actually met anybody that is willing to step out with maybe a big microphone or somebody who's not worried about what people think and will take your stories and try to go mainstream? Is there anybody out there who's like, look, Liz, we're about to do this. We want to do it. Or is there always an excuse why they can't? Um, I've had people tell me, you know, reporters that work in mainstream media and whatnot. Oh yeah, we know it's all real. We know PCH real, but you know, we can't talk about it. And it's like, to me, that's just so crazy. It's like, why why would you want to be part of any organization that's covering this up? So that's always strange to me. And then I've recently had people tell me that they're not, that they're that they're willing to cover this, but I'm not sure if that means you're just you're really to go hard on trafficking, or are you going to say the forbidden word Pizzagate? Because no one no one wants to say that word, you yeah. know. And the mainstream media has lied about what Pizzagate really is, and they they redefined it, and they did do it pretty successfully. Um, but I think we need to to take the true definition back, which the true definition is is that. Pizzagate basically is that there's a cabal of people that are involved in the rape, torturing, trafficking of kids. And it's global, it's coordinated, and we discovered it through the Podesta emails because they are using pizza as a pedophile code word. That's what Pizzagate is. It's really simple. But the mainstream media turned it into one pizza shop, Hillary Clinton, trafficking kids in a basement. That's never what it was. And so I think first we have to redefine or not redefine but we have to just explain what it really is and always was and you know i have that pizza get exposed series on Substack, and i think there's four in-depth columns down i'm working on my fifth i don't even mention the pizza shop there's four articles it's probably like 40 to 50 pages long and i don't even mention the pizza shop once and you know- eventually i'll get to it but that's not what Pizzagate is and so number one i think it just you know, we have to get people to understand what it really is. And it, it's really simple. There's a cabal of people like the Jeffrey Epstein types, the Clintons are involved in, you know, trafficking kids on a global scale. And they use code words that include the word pizza. Yep. yep. That's it. Um, but I do think that they will be willing to go there, but it's just, it hasn't happened yet. I haven't had anyone. The, the only person that, you know, really 
is going there is Laura Logan now, you know, um, Mm -hmm. she's the, you know, we had Ben Swan back in 2016 and, you know, after he, he did one piece on Pizzagate that, that honestly just really asked the right questions, right? It wasn't, he didn't conclude anything. He just was like, what's up with this? This is weird. You know, you know, what's should we look into this? Like I, it was really generic uh, report, but it was a good report and that was too much, you know? And so the next thing you know, he's, they, they gave him a leave of absence and then I was going hard on it. Um, you know, and you guys all just heard what happened to me, but there's been no one mainstream that's actually said it's real. There was a group of people that made it seem like they're exposing it and then they came around and Alex Jones apologized for it and they all kind of flipped on it. So there hasn't been anyone mainstream that's talked about it. Laura Logan's the only one. And there's been a few other kind of mainstream people with big followings are starting to talk about it. So I do think yeah. we're close. Yeah. We're, we're close I, I, well, to I've mainstream. noticed, like you brought up earlier, Liz, Tucker has really he's went hardcore on a lot of this stuff more recently, yeah. especially in the last six to eight months. And I was kind of waiting for Tucker to go all in. And when he did, I got excited. I, he's the only person really on that network who's willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And you seem like the perfect person for him to have on the show to expose some of this stuff and to speak some truth. If he ever reached out or his team reached out to you, is that something that you would absolutely do or is it something where you kind of question, I don't know, maybe I'd be in fear for my life if I did something like that? I probably would do it for the greater good, but I feel a little conflicted about it because I believe Fox News was one of the biggest players involved in covering up and lying about it with Megyn Kelly's interview mm-hmm. with James Alphonse back in 2016. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel a little conflicted about it, but overall, if someone like Tucker was willing to give me a fair interview, there's more good that can come out of it than bad. But I'll never forget what Fox did with Pizzagate. And I'll never forget what Megyn Kelly did with Pizzagate. I'll never forget that. You know, and I think at some point, I think at some point when it does go mainstream, the media can't just say, Oh, it's real now. La la la. You know, no. You, you guys need to own up to the fact that you lied about this. You need to own up to the fact that you covered this up. And you know who you need to apologize to? The victims. Mm-hmm. And, and, now you, and now you can say it's real, okay? Now you can report the truth. Now you can have Liz Crokin on. Own up to the fact that you lied about this crap. Own up to it. Apologize. Apologize to all the victims. And then you could go on reporting it. You know, I, I just don't want to see it, go, it going mainstream and all of them act like they never said it was fake. They never said it was conspiracy theory, which, which probably will be what they'll do. And they've, they have done with other stories they've gotten wrong, but they really owe it to the victims, the, ch- the child victims to say, we messed up and we are sorry. You, you know what the irony is? The characterization by the media, their definition for Pizzagate is fake it's a psyop they made it up so that they could mischaracterize what was really happening they did the same thing with pizzagate with edgar madison welch uh entering into comet pizza and you know perfectly shooting the server uh with a with a with with one round uh, that they did with the stolen election on january 6th so Mm -hmm. they they created this search situation that they could use to discredit anybody talking about anything related to this and put it under that catch-all umbrella and say, you know, 
Pizzagate as we define it, you know, blah, 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 baseless conspiracy theory. That That's the baseless conspiracy theory. And right. the same thing with January 6th. Oh, the insurrection. The insurrection was the fake MAGA people, Antifa inserts and cutouts uh, working for intelligence agencies that created the situation on January 6th that led to people acting in in, in inappropriate ways. Um, exactly. You know, it's like like uh, John. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, but the uh, the guy that was working with CNN and and uh, and and had the Discord server, and you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. But um, you know, he John Sullivan. Sorry, John Sullivan. You know, John Sullivan. You know, he participated in uh, an insurrection on January 6th. You know, he he tried to set up a bunch of good people who simply wanted to yeah. have their their voices heard and have the truth told. So, you know, this is it, it. It's what they do every single time. They make the fake story. They discredit the fake story. And then they discredit the real story by proxy. Right. And they did it with Paul Pelosi's attacker. Yes. His undies and the hammer. They yep. tried to turn him into MAGA. You know, it's Jesse Smollett 2.0. They're doing it right now with Obama. Like, allegedly, there's a news found in his museum or, you know, it was probably Jesse Smollett that planted the news. I mean, it's just. They, they distort everything and they create this, these psyops and what they did with redefining Pizzagate, that was 100% a psyop. Zach's got that totally mm-hmm. right. Yeah. All right. Hey, guys, do I have the opportunity for one last little thing? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Hey, thanks again, guys. Number one, before I hang up, um, Liz, God bless you. And I pray that he just commands his angels to surround you everywhere you go. And I pray that you continue to have the opportunity to do what you're doing. We thank you both. Um, the last thing I wanted to ask, and then I'll hang up and listen, is I'm from the Nashville area. And uh, if you guys remember, right around Christmas, I think it was 2020, uh, we had that explosion downtown. Oh, yeah. And that was one of the weirdest, weirdest things I had ever seen. And still to this day, it doesn't sit right with me. And I know this is a little off topic from the trafficking, but there's a lot of weird ties to Nashville. Um, one of in, in the Princess Slave that uh, Liz did, uh, mm-hmm. there was, there's a lady here in Nashville that's tied into all that stuff. And there's just a lot of weird things. And they, they happen to say that there was some AT&T servers that were in that building when the explosion took place and it wiped out the servers, but nobody ever followed up with it. Nobody ever went further. Yeah. And somebody like Liz could really dig into that. So I know it's a little off topic, but if you guys have any opinions on that, I would really appreciate it. Again, God bless you guys. God bless you as well. Well, we'll take this one off the air. Um, so uh, uh, we'll see you in the chat. Thank you for your call and thank you for the questions. Yeah, Liz, uh, you know, I almost forgot about the Nashville bomb or the Nashville uh, missile strike, what, whatever it was. Uh, and Any thoughts on it? I never really looked too deep into it. I know a bunch of the Anons did, so I probably wouldn't be the best person to answer that question. But, <laughs> you know, what we do know is what's been going on for years now is there's been a war that's mm-hmm. been fighting and raging since Trump was sworn in as president before, when, since he was elected, actually, since he came down the elevator, there's been right. a, a, a crazy war that mm-hmm. most people, a lot of people don't even know exists. Yep. And what you and I know is that a lot of plane crashes and car accidents and these, you know, the, the sudden death syndromes and, explosions and you know buildings going on fire and what we know is there's a war going on and that none of the stuff is organic most of most of it is not organic yeah because there's a war going on 
and we don't have an honest media. So we don't, we aren't told the truth about what's really, why are all these people dropping dead? Mm -hmm. Why do we have so many celebrities that are tied to trafficking or tied to exposing trafficking, just dropping dead or dying in car crashes? Look at Aaron Carter. I was just, I was going to ask you about Aaron Carter. He just died. Yeah, And yeah, so, so we're supposed to believe this is all organic, that all these people are just dying in car crashes or killing themselves or hanging themselves. It's just, you know, the plane crashes and, you know, the strange bombs. And like, there is a full-blown war going on behind the scenes. And there's good guys and bad guys fighting it. And, and, and we don't have an honest media. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. But what we do know is that this war is real and it exists. And um and I hope one day we, we do find out the truth about everything, the bomb, all these deaths, all these accidents, what's really behind them, you know, Absolutely. but that's a great question. I would like to know myself. So I remember at the time I did uh, uh, at least one or two shows about that specific incident. I personally would need to go back and, uh, and, and take a look at it to be able to talk about it with any authority. Um, D L Yeager 55 tonight is thread fest. So John is not running any shows on his channel to the best of my knowledge. So that's probably why he's not there. Maybe if you are also on John's stream, you can go ahead and let those people know that I don't think he's going to be there. Um, okay. Bringing in the next caller caller. You're on the air. Can we get a name? Hi, Zach. This is DJ. DJ. So good to hear from you, friend. How you been? All right, how are you? Hi, Liz. Hi, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Okay, so a couple of things. I missed a little bit, and I caught a little bit, and I was called away again, so I caught a little bit more, but uh, I'll just uh, give what I, I, the questions that I have at the moment. First of all, uh, piggybacking off of some of the stuff you were saying, Liz, you said who's going to be left? We are. That's who's going to be left. We are. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're going to be running the thing. All of us anti-vaxxers, we're going to be running the world because sadly to say, all of those people who took that vaccine keep rolling up their sleeves, they're not going to be around much longer. That's my feeling. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. You know, I mean, it's it's like every day you wake up and there's some new young person or celebrity or somebody who just by all rights, should have lived a very long life. And for some reason, they're suddenly dying. You know, um, there was a, 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 a death of, do you know who Tim Roth is? Do you remember him? He was in like Pulp Fiction. Uh, yeah. He's a British yeah. actor. He, his son. Yes, I know tw- Yeah, 25-year-old wow. son just died from, uh, I guess, a fast-acting act- cancer. You know, and uh, wow. I don't know that the kid was vaccinated, you know, but I mean, I understand the, you know, the, the Hollywood culture. I mean, it seems like a lot of those people got vaccinated, you know, <clears throat> anytime mm-hmm. they have uh, somebody who dies quickly and there's like, you know, no explanation given. It's like, you know, of course, that's the first thing we're going to think of. Absolutely. Yep. Um, every, day, every day I open up Facebook, I see at least 10 people. Oh, this person passed away unexpectedly. That person passed away unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to do it because I'm not actually like, you know, you have Facebook friends, but they're not actually your friends. Right. If that makes sense. You know, so, well, I should say the majority of people on, on Facebook are not actually your friends. You have, do have some friends that are actually your friends. But my first thought is, did they get back? Like why yeah. isn't any why isn't anybody asking that? No right. one. Oh, they're not asking ask. that on Facebook. 
Wow. <laughs> I just whenever I hear someone just young dying, I, all I'm thinking is, did they get the vax? Did they get the vax? Like that's the first thing that comes mm-hmm. to my mind. Very first thing that comes to my mind is, wonder if they got that vax or, but shouldn't have got that vax. That's the first thing. Like I already draw the conclusion. Yeah, they got they got the jab and they shouldn't have got it. Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of people that I've told you should have never done that like they asked my opinion and i told them don't do it and then they did it anyway you know it, was like, it's, uh, a, it's a shame because it, it's not just people on the left that got it you know there were it's everyone yeah, yeah it's everyone it's across people the board on the right yeah yeah so yeah. you know um, i i just every every day i i pray for those people you know i i, I think you're right dj i think that uh at the end you know this is going to be a tremendous culling uh, and and you know, I mean, one of the 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 uh, intelligent and insidious nature of it is that it seems to have a, a variety of different ways that it can kill people, and it doesn't necessarily happen fast for everyone. You know, some people, yeah. as soon as they take it, they have these just debilitating side effects, and you know, that's it. You know, that they're not going to be around all that long. But other people, it's, so, it's slow and progressive. So you remember? Um, I think it was. Um was a scientist or something we were talking to on your show one day. And he was saying about how they come around with the formula. You know, it's like this big, like mix of stuff. They just throw everything in it. And then they say, okay, that's the way it is. Do you remember that? Mm, Vaguely, but not enough to go. Like even a year ago. Okay. I remember this guy on, but anyway, you know, this shot is like the kitchen sink shot. Oh yes, like they, they, they couldn't get rid of us with the swine flu vaccine, which I've never taken. Yep. They couldn't get rid of us with the 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 chicken flu vaccine, which I've never taken. Mm-hmm. I haven't taken any of these vaccines, but you know, so they figured, like you know, this is our shot. This is our last chance. So let's just throw everything into this and see what it does. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think you're right. You know, and another aspect of this too is that. I don't think that every single person who got jabbed necessarily got the same ingredients. Um, like, exactly. you know, yeah. So some batches were far more deadly than others. Uh, it was, it was regional. Uh, you know, I think it was based on a, a number of different factors, but yeah, mm-hmm. some of it is, uh, is an instant kill shot and others it's uh, something benign and, you know, nothing. I mean, I, I, I said early, early on that, the mass distribution of the COVID-19 vaccines was a, a, a real-time um, uh, 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 – uh, it's a trial. It's a drug trial. It's a real-time drug trial, mm-hmm. you know? So it, in, mm-hmm. if it was a drug t- trial on a mass scale, uh, then, of course, they're going to have different sets of vaccines with – uh, different ingredients so that they can compare and contrast the results that they're going to have. And that would include placebos. So, you know, yeah. some people probably just got saline and, you know, of course they probably gave uh, a lot of saline to people like Nancy Pelosi and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. so she doesn't have to worry about it, but, but yeah, yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. It's like a blind study. Um, mm-hmm. So a double blind study, Neither the patient nor the administrator knows what's in the whatever chemical right. that they're giving that person. A blind study, the person who's administering knows who's getting what. So it's like a blind study is what they're doing. Absolutely. Um, okay, so to switch now to the next thing, 
Kanye West I heard you talking about earlier. Yes. He is being extremely reckless. I agree. I would I, I think he's he's going way out there. He's he's going way out. And but you know, that's pretty dangerous. But in the long run, they gave him the perfect alibi. Because mm-hmm. they're just gonna say he's crazy. So he may not get red scarfed. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> That that might be the, the the thing that saves him because they keep just painting him as crazy, and the guy is not crazy. The guy's a very smart guy. And, and to tell you the truth, I've never. I'm a DJ. I don't have any Kanye records or songs. I've never listened to Kanye. I'm not a fan of his music at all. But what he's doing now, I'm a big fan of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he deserves our support. You know, um, and I think that's an excellent point. You know, I mean, they have already portrayed him as somebody who is mentally unstable. And so there's a level of plausible deniability. But he just uh, he he appears to me to be somebody who, uh, you know, has just decided that he has, you know, nothing else to lose. Yeah, yeah. He's just gonna lay it all out there. And I think that you know, I mean, o- overall, it's going to be do good. Everything to that man. Yeah, yeah. He tried to do everything to that man. It's true. It's and true. next. Liz, you were saying about the flat earth, that they keep trying to point, pin you as a flat earther. Mm. Well, that's because it's an extreme, it's an extreme conspiracy theory. So they try to, they try to use that to discredit you. That's, oh, that's I know. It's doing. a whole operation they have going and they, they, they actually try to pay people to promote flat earth. It's, it's a whole thing. I've been kind of not down the flat earth rabbit hole, but been down the, like, why are they pushing the flat earth rabbit hole? Because, you know, it was like, why is he well, like, obsessed with me being a flat earther? Like, it's so weird. I actually, you know, dug into the flat earth thing for a little bit. And as far as I'm concerned, for me anyway, the jury's out. I'm not sure. I'm not it's, sure if it's flat around because there are some pretty compelling arguments for the earth that the earth could be flat. You know, I think along with the moon. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it, it's like the, the ultimate discreditation. Like they use that as yeah. a way to like immediately discredit anything that you might say, anything you've ever said. And, you know, it's like a straw man argument. They're like, okay, Liz Crokin, I'm talking about child trafficking. I'm like, ah, but flat earth. And you're like, what the yeah. hell? You know, that has nothing to yeah. do. That's you know, exactly what happens. neither here nor That's there. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> All right, DJ, we've got like six people on the line, buddy. And we've got, I want to make sure we get to as many people as we can. So I uh, just want to well, let you know that I appreciate you calling in. Can I give you just one more thing? Absolutely. Very quickly. Okay. I've been thinking this for a while. Somebody should write a book or do a movie or do a bunch of series, and they should document everything that happened since Trump came down the elevator. But they should start the documentation off of just a small segment, very small hint of child trafficking, and then go to Trump coming down the elevator, and then go to everything that's happened in the past three years, and then at the end, give all the information about the child sex trafficking because everything that happened in the past three years was to stop their exposure for the child sex trafficking uh, from COVID to everything else that, that has happened. It's, it's to weaken us and to stop us from getting to that information. That's what they've been hiding. 
And that needs to be brought out. So I think a lot of people have forgotten. There have been so many things that have happened along the way. Like mm-hmm. the guy who just said um, the, the, the explosion in Nashville. Yeah. You know, there were so many things that happened along the way that people have forgot. Just so, so, so many things have happened mm-hmm. in the last two years. So if somebody could put that all in chronological order, I would believe, Zach, that you have everything that happened in your, in your archives. If, I believe if somebody put that all in, in, in a digestible format and presented it to people, that would get a lot of traction. All right. Awesome. I think it's a good idea. Definitely something to do. All right, DJ, thank you so much for your call, brother. All right. I love you. I know you love us. Love you too, Liz. Love your work. You're great. Keep it up. Never give up. God bless America. God bless you, brother. We'll talk to you you. soon. All right. And then over on Rumble, Trisha uh, Q Patriot, Texas says, if I recall correctly, didn't Liz go into hiding for a time? And if so, for how long? I've been praying for her for so long. Um, yeah, I actually did. I forgot about that. After my dog was poisoned. I mean, that's scary. Um, and then I had something else happen to me that was horrible. And yeah, that freaks me out. Um, they really did a number on me. So they did some other stuff to me that was just, um, I don't even feel comfortable talking about it, but I, I, I don't want to make you if you don't, you know, that's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk about it one day, but it's just, I don't know, but yeah, I left the country for a few months and just, you know, um, try to take a break. I've had to take lots of breaks over the years because it's, the stuff is so heavy and the targeting's yeah. so out of control, but yeah, you know, it's hard for me because I truly believe this is what I was put on this planet to do. And so I'm always in this space where I'm like, oh my God, I can't stand my life being like this, but then it's like, this is what I'm meant to do. And it fulfills me. And so I'm always going back and forth on it's a pendulum. I really keep going, you know, it sustains you, it sustains you, but then at the same time, it drains you and you feel guilty if you're not doing the work, you know, it's like you have a responsibility. Once you understand what's really going on, you know, it's up to you. You you can't rely on anybody else. So, well, I'm glad you're back for, for one. So um, it's, yeah, it's great. All right. uh, Two more callers, you guys. And uh, then we're going to be closing out the show. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get a name? Caller, are you there? Hey, sorry. I was trying to mute my phone. It's okay. No problem. I appreciate you having dedication to the mute button. So uh, yeah. Can we get your name? (laughs) Hey, my name is Kim. How are you guys doing tonight? Kim. Excellent. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So here, I'm going to try and be quick. Um, I grew up in LA. I'm old-ish. So I feel like I saw a lot of weird stuff. Um, But then I kind of like just put it to the side. So I really, really woke up in 2020. And I have to thank you Zach because I've watched you for a long time but Liz you are like a freaking rock star and um when I saw your stuff after I I saw um Out of Shadows and then I watched Paul Bookaball sorry gonna get emotional because this thing with the kids just makes me crazy yeah yeah so anyways, I just really feel like you've awakened a lot of people, and I I think you're going to go down, all y'all, as 
the heroes because once people realize what's been happening and you try to wake them up and they didn't pay attention. Yeah. So anyways, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get that. I really did not expect that to happen. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) It's so sweet of you to say it's. I just think you're so very, very, very brave. And I really, really appreciate you. And I, that's going to happen on a much, much wider scale when people really understand what's been going on. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. And, um, you know, back to what you were saying about living in LA, just kind of, you know, you saw some strange things, you know, I, I, I saw strange things and I experienced weird things you know, Mike Smith, my shadows, you know, he saw things, you know, we go into these parties or homes and, and it's, you know, it's not like you're going to walk into a party and you're going to see someone like, you know, engaging in cannibalism or, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, it happens, you know, in private in underground facilities and basements and tunnels and, you know, but you're, you know, when you go out in Hollywood, there definitely were times when I would go to parties and whatnot and be like, something this doesn't feel right or I'd hear something weird or you know you see the symbolism everywhere and it, you just feel that energy and you just know something is really wrong there you know I just got to the point where I, I it just I couldn't even physically be in LA because I just was so sensitive just to, to all the negative energy that's there and every once in a while I'd go back up there for like Dinesh D'Souza's movie premiere or something and I just couldn't wait to leave you know, get back. I was in Orange County for a while. And it was just like, once I got back into Orange County, I just felt like, oh, okay, I can like breathe again. There's just a darkness there that is just um, really thick. And you can feel it. Even if you're not awake, you can feel it. Totally agree. I'm just going to say one more thing. This is when I was a kid, we grew up and there was kids' faces on milk cartons. And what happened to Joey? And I'm 1000% sure that these kids you know what happened to him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the 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 80s, I that was huge back then, you know? I mean, so many kids going missing and uh thank God for Ronald Reagan. I mean, he also brought a lot of attention to the the scourge of missing and exploited children. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I I I remember I remember as, as a child being very afraid of uh, you know, what might happen and um it's still going on. It's just not as obvious, I guess. Right. Anyways, I just want to thank you guys so much for what you do. Appreciate you so much. And I appreciate you letting me say what I said. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And uh, never apologize because uh, it means you've got a heart. So thanks for watching, Kim. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Final caller. um, All right. um, Caller, you're on the air. Go ahead and mute that stream. And then uh, let us know hello? what we should call you. Yeah, you're on you're on the air. What should we call you? Oh, Terry. Terry, welcome. Welcome and make sure you mute the stream. And welcome to the show, Terry. So good to hear from you. How you doing? Oh, hi, there must be a little delay from my TV to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm the, doing the t- great. Yeah, the, t- the, the stream is like 30 to 45 seconds behind the voice call. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know what? It's been a long time. No talk with you. That's good uh, to hear I don't your know voice. if you remember me. Oh yeah, no, I remember from you. up north of. Do you? Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I got a, a couple of top. First off, Liz is like a rock star. You know, she's. I've been watching her for years. Mm-hmm. Um, she's yeah. You know, I can tell you some stories. I grew up in Las Vegas, 
in the mid seventies to the mid eighties as a teenager. And I can tell you some stories from Las Vegas because there's a lot of shenanigans going on there too. I, in fact, as soon as I had my own kids, I moved the heck out of there. So yeah, Las Vegas was crazy. But I wanted to, I, I got to go off topic just a little bit. Um, I worked the Maricopa County audit. I put a ton of hours in there. Excellent. But I also just, I also just worked the Maricopa County elections. Oh, wow. Uh, I would and, love to have a, a longer conversation yeah. with you off the air. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, then keep my number and yeah, give me a call. Sure. Sure. Yeah, Cause there's, I have a lot to say about that. Okay. Yeah. I have, I have a lot to say about that. Um, but I can, I can say to let everybody know at our precinct, at our voting center, um, we had this, the issues that were going on. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it was, uh, it was an interesting day. We were there from five o'clock in the morning till nine thirty at night. We weren't allowed to leave the building. Hi, um, did, so did, did you, were very many people turned away? Like, was there a significant, significant number of people that left and didn't get a chance to vote? Not at my center. No. Okay, good. good. No, we, we caught the problem very, very early in the morning, mm-hmm. probably by, I mean, we opened it, um, at, well, we opened at six and by about eight thirty in the morning, we figured out what was wrong. And so I st- because I would inspect the front of the ballot and inspect their information and everything. And then I would hand them their ballot and then they would go fill out their ballot and then their ballot wouldn't go through the tabulator. Well, we found out because they, the, our inspector was at the tabulator going, what the heck's going on? So he inspected the ballot and he checked the back of the ballot and the ink wasn't printing in the upper left-hand corner properly on that ballot. Okay. So what I started doing, what we started doing at that precinct, you know, where we were at is we took the, the, uh, I, I was inspecting both sides. And as soon as I saw that corner, if that corner had any of the spots or speckles on them, I would pull, I would pull it, I'd pull their information and we would immediately just, we'd talk to the person and we'd say, Hey, we're not happy with the way this copy came out. We're going to reprint you a new one. And we'd spoil that one So before so they even saying, voted or put anything. So you're saying Terry, that the what? issue was a sloppy print job by the printer themselves. It, the, the printers weren't putting enough ink into the thick paper. And it would print fine on the front, but when it flipped the paper over, that upper corner wasn't printing. Wow. Wow. So, how, how many so millions but anyway, of dollars? so we, <laughs> well, we had 66 spoiled ballot ballots that are the majority of those happened in the first couple of hours. Wow. So, um, but nobody got turned away. We, you know, we caught 99% of them. I mean, we caught them. That's Before great. they ever even voted, we just spoiled them, Good. you know, and we and we completely resubmitted them. So, um, it, you know, the thing the thing is, I guess the message I kind of want to get out to people out there is you have no idea who is working these these, uh, especially right now, who is working these these polling centers. Mm-hmm. There's about nobody. There's about nobody more patriotic than I am, and I think you know that. Absolutely. I've been doing this for years. Um, and I was there to, I was there to observe, to watch and to see for myself what was going on. 
And I can say that I had so many people yelling and screaming at me, accusing me of cheating, accusing me of conspiracy. It was insane. It was insane. Other people working at the precinct? No, no, the customers, the the voters coming in. Oh, okay, okay. So they well, so uh, well. I guess that's certain that would that would not be too great to have to go through that. But in one respect, I, I think that that bodes well for the the attitude of people. I mean, they are they're they're keeping an eye out for that stuff, and they want to make sure that they're not being disenfranchised. Well, so I would imagine that's probably very different from elections you've worked in the past. I've never worked an election before. You haven't. Okay. I okay. worked in Maricopa. No, I worked in Maricopa the audit. County audit. Okay. Yeah. And then this is my first time working at a polling station. Yeah. And then of course, and because, I, and I was, because you're at the poll, I was because actually you're working the person. The poll, you can't, you can't tell people what your politics are. <laughs> I, right. I, you yeah. know what? My partner that was working at the, at the printer with me, mm-hmm. I didn't know she was a Democrat until about an hour before we left. Okay. Okay. Wow. I mean, we didn't even talk amongst each other. Wow. So what, am I, what am I always telling you guys? Be kind. Be kind to everybody. Look at this. Terry putting in the hard work, sticking around extra, extra hours, trying to make sure everybody was uh, not disenfranchised and uh, and people people were worried. Uh, let, let's say that. I'm sure that probably plenty, plenty of people in Maricopa saw that very famous video of that guy coming out and um, letting everybody know that the tabulators weren't working. Um, yeah, people people were right. on edge. Well, we I, I can I can tell you, I can tell you some stories about this audit too. So we yeah. we we need to talk off. Yeah, I absolutely. I, I will I will get a get in yeah. touch with you tomorrow. But uh, I really appreciate okay, the call, I'm, Terry. I am, I I'm working tomorrow, but I'm off after that. Okay, all right. So later on in the afternoon. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll be uh, I'll be home by four. Four. So that'll be what seven for me, but six or seven. Something yeah, like probably. That. Okay. Yeah. All right. But well, anyway, back back to Liz for a second. Go ahead, Liz. I have been watching you for years, girlfriend. You know, I miss you. You know, I mean, I miss I miss your reports. I miss you know what you've done. You know what you do, and it's I still subscribe to you know everywhere I can find you. But you know, it's like come back. We need you. Huh. Thank you. Yeah, I I need to start doing videos and reports and maybe a podcast again soon. You know, um, I, I do the sub stack and I just, I had to take a break from doing videos. It just takes so much energy out of me and, um, right. you know, it's, it's so right. easy for them to manipulate what I say if it's a video and I yeah. just got so sick of it, you know, just clipping stuff and it just, you know. Oh, I know it's brutal. It's brutal out there. You know, it's but brutal. things are That's changing, why I, you know, and as this continues to go more mainstream, I'm more motivated to, to get back out there and, and, you know, but it's just, you know, you, you re, you rebuild and then you get shut down, you rebuild and you get shut down, you rebuild and you get shut down. And like, I've been doing rebuilding, getting shut down for six years. And I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm always reluctant right. to start something new because it's, it always gets shut down. Yeah. I'm on my right. third store. Like they wouldn't even let me sell a child lives matter t-shirt. On Etsy, and it's like it's yeah, that, so exhausting after a while. You know, you know, you know what, honey? I was doing the same thing, the same thing they were doing to me. Build it up, shut it down. Build it up, shut it down. I've still got my Facebook group. There's still thirteen thousand in there. Good but wow. I've, I've only i've I've got like six or seven accounts on under my name because they blocked me out so many times because the news I post. 
It's unbelievable. You know, so I, I finally took my fight local. So my fight is local. That's amazing. That That's where it's got to be. Everybody needs to be active locally. Keep your online presence, but get active in your community. All right. right Ter- exactly. Terry. And that's where I've been the most effective. So you guys Thank have you. a great night. I'm going to let you, you go. So, I mean, Liz, love you to death. You know, I, I missed most of this interview. I'm going to replay it tomorrow when I get off work. It's well worth so, it. Uh, all right. Love you, Zach. Love you, Liz. You guys you take too. care. All right. God bless. We'll Bye-bye. talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. So a uh, couple of thank yous over here on Buy Me a Coffee. Kimmy D said, thank you for all you do. Thank you for bringing Liz in to talk to us. I used to investigate child abuse and the horrors I saw can never be erased from my mind and heart. Thank you very much for that. Uh, and then Sammy on Cash App said, so glad to see Liz Crokin on your show. God bless. Uh, we're going to go through these final thank yous over here on the Foxhole. Thank you to Insight Gino. Thank you to Ohio Kimmy. She said, so excited to hear Liz tonight. Thank you, Liz. Puddin Hollow, thank you for the cookie. Secrets, thank you for the ship. Two ships. Uncensored Abe, good to see you, buddy. Uh, and uh, 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 Abe is probably going to be doing something with Liz uh, very soon, too. Uh, thank you for the shades, Abe. Uh, Jack Attack 17 says, nothing can stop what is coming. Ohio Kimmy, thank you for the shades. Low Country Brooklyn dropped a link to the Pedo Wood series from uh, myself and uh, Rise Attire. Got to check that out. Nikaz808 says, thank you, Red Pill and Liz. I'm so glad I got a chance to watch this live. Low Country Brooklyn dropped Liz's Truth Social profile. You can follow her at truthsocial.com forward slash at Liz Crokin. Uh, you can also find that link in the description of the video. Happy Strummer says, always inversion and projection from the dark side. And then Brooklyn also dropped Liz's website, lizcroken.net. You can get to all of her stuff from lizcroken.net, Substack, etc., uh, Sean Joe, uh, thank you very much. Uh, dropping a cookie, Porpoiseful for the can. Sean Joe with another cookie. Uh, Toria with a cookie. Pacific Northwest Sasquatch, thank you for the can. Thank you to Oki Seven, Gambera, Country Girl 007. Well, thank you very, very much. Uh, Matt seventeen seventy six says, "Cheers to Liz Croak." And one of my first red pills was uncovering Pizzagate. She is the best. Uh, and then Joshua Bain says, happy to catch you live. Great show as always. Uh, Liz should start the Project Veritas idea for sure. I think it would absolutely be a worthwhile endeavor. Uh, it's just a matter Maybe of uh, putting that team together. Our beware. <laughs> and then uh, the Batman says, uh, voice of the, yes, Kevin Conroy died last night of cancer uh, post-jab. Uh, so yeah, I figured he was jabbed. I'm devastated. I, I saw that earlier today and I actually wondered uh, uh, when I was going to have a chance to talk about it. Probably talk about that on Tuesday. Uh, Gambera, thank you for the cookie. Cerebral Viagra on legs says, thank you for all you do. And thank you for being a guiding light on this dark topic. God bless you both. And then Brooklyn says, happy birthday to J.R. Majewski. Is it J.R.'s birthday? How did I miss that? We love you, brother. Proud of you and can't wait to see what's next. And then uh, Brooklyn says, happy birthday, J.R. We love you, brother. And then Insight Gino says, great show. Has Liz investigated the CPS foster care trafficking connections? I would imagine it's difficult not to come across it. Yeah. Of yeah. course, I've looked into Nancy Schaefer's work. Another yeah. person that died by oh, that one was a murder suicide her and her husband. Oh yeah, yeah. I have, I have looked into that, and I, th- I there's going to be more exposure with that. Good stuff. I believe very soon. So, 
All right. So uh, tomorrow, you guys, at 9 p.m., Jr. is actually going to be here on the show. We're going to talk about what happened in his congressional run there in Ohio and what is coming up for him in the future. But, Liz, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful that we had the opportunity to meet and uh, and get to know each other. I know. And... That was so fun. Absolutely. Hopefully we'll we... do it again. Abs- yes. So we'll great def- to hang out with you in person. Oh, that'd be yeah, it was great. So, uh, you know, I always like to ask my guests at the end of the show, but please make sure you tell everybody where they can find idea. But more than anything, what do you want the audience to take away from tonight's conversation? Um, People always ask me, what can I do? What can I do? And I think the last caller, Terry, was a perfect example. You know, my calling was to expose the sex trafficking and, and I do it through documentaries, going on shows, Substack, videos, name it. And, you know, Terry was called to, you know, supervise the election. There's always something that you can do to make a difference in this world, you know? And so, um, I think Terry is just a perfect example of that, you know, Um, and if you do feel compelled to, you know, expose the sex trafficking, do it, you know, anybody can set up a social media, I didn't have many followers, you know, I was verified, but I didn't even use Twitter before I found out about Pizzagate, and I actually started using Twitter to get the word out about Pizzagate. Um, so anyone can get on social media and they can start a YouTube channel or write a blog and expose this, you know, um, there's a lot to this and there's a lot that needs to be uncovered and a lot of Pizzagates before Pizzagate, you know, Mm -hmm. this has been going on for years and internationally, and there's a lot that needs to be uncovered. So, you know, and, and anyone can get involved and speak out, you know, just telling your neighbor about it is a start. So that's that's the message I always try to give people. Don't don't think that one person can't have a big impact on the world because they can and courage is contagious. Amen. Amen. Okay, so LizCroken.net at Liz Croken on Truth Social, probably Gab and Getter as well, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh how about Telegram? What's your telegram? I don't know. I don't, something I don't even complicated. know. Something. <laughs> Is it like Liz Croken official or anything like that? Or is it, I mean, I follow you. Liz Croken report. Liz Croken report. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's the one that I have, they just, they've just allowed me to go over a hundred thousand followers. Okay. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm mostly on Telegram and uh, true social. Okay. Really. Make sure you guys give her a follow. And uh, also thank you to Big Gouda who said, oops, I dropped a dollar. I appreciate that. And MX Cooper 517 says, thank you, Liz and Zach. Appreciate you. 517, are you from uh, Michigan, Central Michigan? Uh, All right. Thank you very much, everybody, for being here. I really do appreciate it. Appreciate all the generosity uh, hanging out with us tonight. And then don't forget, tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Liz, you are incredible. And thank you for being here. And I look forward to the next time we get a chance to do this. And uh, until tomorrow, guys, good luck and God bless. We'll see you then. Thank you so much, Zach. Absolutely.